It's the Truck Show Podcast. I'm Lightning. He's Holman. Miles, what's up? Hey, guys. Miles here, your producer. We didn't fire I'm him? really excited about this episode of the Truck Show Podcast. Okay. You have Jordan from Florida Truck Meet, who will give us an update. You also have the founders of Vigilante Off-Road. Jeep fans are going to love this innovative couple. Oh, cool. Holman checks in with Gail Banks, and you have a boatload of truck news. So let's get going. Don't screw it up. <laughs> Wait, you mean like he screwed up my name? <laughs> How about the confidence here, Miles? Hol- Holman. Well, listen, if I spell it Holman, he just goes, no matter what I do, he says Holman. Just spell it differently. I, I, if I say Holman, then he says Holman. W-H-O-L. Just type in Holman with a W in front of it. See what it is. Really? What is, yeah. All right. Here we go. Hold on. Holman. Oh, I mean, that's better. Wow. Yeah, that's better. Holman. Uh, All right. Thanks, Miles. Appreciate the uh, <laughs> the intro. All the right. Effort. So we do have a full show coming up here. Jordan Mulbauer update. Vigilante off-road news and Mr. Gail Banks. Now you captured Gail at the recent uh, Banks friends and family party. You kind of uh, sequestered him in the back where the engines were. Uh, I basically saw a moment. I pounced and then kept everyone away from him. I said <laughs> no. It's my turn to talk to Gail. You freaking line of a hundred people who've been waiting patiently. I'm going to take up 20 minutes of your time, and you're going to be okay with it. How did you get him away from Superfast Matt Brown? Uh, I got him before uh, Superfast Matt and him collided. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Matt, pr- uh, pre-Superfast. We talked about uh, Superfast Matt on the last show, and uh, if you guys haven't seen his YouTube channel, go check it out because he's going to Bonneville. Actually, as we record this now, Matt is in Bonneville, and it is a little wet out there, uh, but I think it's dry enough for him to do his rookie runs, as they call them. Before we start the show, we have to thank all of our uh, special partners like Nissan, the presenting sponsor of the Truck Show podcast. If you're in the market for a midsize or half-ton truck, you want to head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price. You can check out all the features and options or head on down to your local dealership where you can find the right Nissan truck to fit your have needs. Have you seen the new bronze edition? Uh, yeah, but they're not out yet. So we've only seen it in pictures. But for 2024, uh, you can take your own bronze edition home. There will uh, be more information out about it on uh, the Nissan website. That's my favorite. Yeah, all right, Miles, just sit in the back of the studio and stop interrupting, please. We're never going to yeah, get to I this episode. I don't need two lightnings on the show. Right. Jeez, Miles. All right, well, thanks, Nissan, for supporting the show. And if uh, you'd be so kind, Truck Show podcast listener, please support them in return. Uh, A couple other companies that you can support. And I have a feeling a lot of you have four liters in your Jeeps. And we all know what happens to the four liter engines after a while. The headers fall apart. If you're looking for an upgrade, you want some performance, you want quality headers, look no further than bankspower.com. I know you know banks for diesel parts, but Lord, oh Lord, we sell a boatload of amazing headers for your four liter Jeeps. Head over to bankspower.com, type in your year, make and model and get yourself a beautiful stainless steel set of headers for your Jeep. Ooh, stainless steel. Do they turn colors? I mean, I suppose they could. If they got hot enough. Yeah. I mean, if they, you didn't and, have an eye dash well, to uh, look, monitor your temps. four liters do get really hot yeah. and that's why they fall apart. Well, Jeeps have a very tight engine bay, if you hadn't noticed. Yes. Well, you should try shoving a V8 in one of those suckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last place to uh, send you guys is sdwheel.com. You want to head over there. If you are looking for a new set of wheels and tires or more for your truck, SD Wheel offers the largest selection of in-stock wheels and tires. No matter what your build style is, they've got you covered. They even mount and balance and ship to you for free. You can skip the tire shop and save yourself hundreds of dollars and the hassle of taking tires around town and getting them mounted and balanced. 
Can you get me a set of 30s? <laughs> Miles, you rolling 30s? Tires or wheels? <laughs> wheels. I, I, I assume he's talking about wheels. So what's he going to put those 30s on? He's a voice in the cloud. Mm-hmm. A Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> Well, I, I got no, I got nothing for that. But okay. what I can tell you is, if that's what he wants, he should head over to sdwheel.com because they've got all the wheels and tires you could possibly dream of. Can they tell him what fits and or hits? That's right, what fits and what hits, and they have everything in stock right now. So uh, head over there, and hey, I would love to find out if you end up using sdwheel.com. Shoot us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your experience and uh, if you ended up using them to uh, make your purchase. Yes, Miles. I like SD wheel because they help me floss. <laughs> Just start the show. The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on the The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, Holman, you ready to talk uh, Super Jeeps? I have one in the garage. You, Yeah, you do. Well, what? Okay, hold on. Let me, let it me is ask. super. Wait, wait, stop. How do you feel about talking vintage Super Jeeps? Uh, how about we talk about Gladiators? You mean a 6.4 liter Hemi-powered Gladiator? But not the Gladiator you're thinking about. Which Gladiator are you talking about? The old one. That's what the one I'm talking about. Oh, the blue the, one on Vigilante 4x4's website. Then we are talking about the same one. Let's All right. Give him a call. All right, here we go. Come on. Hello? Is this Sean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we figured we freaked yeah. you out because yeah, wrong number. <laughs> this is Lightning's phone calling yes. you and you were expecting Sean Holman. I was texting you from my phone. Yeah, so we were yeah, we, exactly. weirding you out. <laughs> we realized that halfway through <laughs> ring number three, we went, oh wait, we probably should have called her or told her which yeah, uh, number we're calling they from. They don't know where we're calling from. Some random Hollywood phone number, 323 area code. You're, you're lucky I didn't cuss you out for calling me so late, thinking it was a <laughs> spam caller. It would have been worth it, though. What are you doing, guys? I would have enjoyed that. How's it going? We're outstanding. On the phone, we've got Daniel and Rachel Vandoveren. Did I botch your name, or is that close? You, you got it. You nailed it. I'm impressed. Fantastic. All right, we have a quick intro to play Don't Move. What's in the shop? What's in the shop? Tell us what's in your shop. A segment where handsome guys talk about your build. A crazy consumption that'll keep the whole thrill. What did you make? Why is it cool? We all want to know. And now it's time for some shop talk. Don't know if you can hear that over the phone, but that's shop talk. Everyone gets a uh, bespoke intro just for them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of old-timey there. So uh, what's in the shop? I mean, you guys are uh, known for, well, you started from doing basically from the ground up restorations, all stock Jeeps, and then you morphed into this company, Vigilante 4x4, where you are doing some amazingly beautiful ground up restorations and resto mods of some of my favorite Jeeps, all the uh, FSJs, full-size Jeeps, the uh, the J20s, 
the uh, Wagoneers, the Gladiators. Chiefs. I mean, the just stunningly beautiful. Yeah, it's some of their their most iconic pieces, right? And that's precisely what we have in the shop at the moment. We have some other ones on the horizon. I'll let Daniel disclose some of those that are coming. But um, yeah, so most of what we do is generally just the Wagoneers, the Cherokees, and the J trucks. Basically, the full size Jeeps going from the early '60s up to the early '90s. We started off by 3D scanning those platforms and basically making a proprietary uh, custom chassis for these vehicles in order to accommodate the, the modern Hemis and some wilder platforms. So um, on your Instagram right now, you are uh, featuring a uh, vehicle that might have 10 cylinders instead of eight in it, which uh, definitely uh, piques the interest of us over here. That is, um, yeah, that is, it's, this is, the, the goal behind this vehicle uh, has been driven by two things. Um, we love the high horsepower, we love the the availability and the fact that Mopar puts out engines like the Elephants, uh, but unfortunately they're just becoming harder and harder to get and it's really becoming a, a bidding war on, on how to obtain those engines. In parallel to that, we had a client that um, called us up and said, hey, look, I've got this Cherokee and I've got a big love and affection for the Viper V10 Gen 5 engine. And by the way, I've been using a lot of engines from a company called Prefix, which I didn't know much about. We actually uh, have a friendship the, with those guys over there. Those guys appear to be the Shelbys of the Viper world. He literally told us, hey, look, if you can make this fit into our Cherokee and, you know, without major modification and so on and so on, well, let's uh, let's start talking. So, so, of course, I was intrigued. About 48 hours later, we had a 9-liter 825 horsepower Viper V10 <laughs> delivered to us. We 3D scanned it. We put it in CAD. We dropped it uh, basically in CAD on, on the chassis, dropped the body on there, and gave it a go. So we've got that in the build. Um, super, super excited about it. Um, absolutely way more horsepower than, than I can handle. Uh, but it's definitely the right platform to build this Daniel, when when did this all start for you? Uh, according to your website, you were based out of Europe, correct? And you fell in love with Jeeps over there. Where are you from? Where's that accent from? Uh, it's obviously the Texas Hill Country Lightning. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, he's got that twang going on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I was born and raised in Belgium, Belgium, Europe. Um, my mother is Swedish. My father is Dutch. You know, life is short. At 35, I decided to leave Europe and to pursue the dream that was building these high-quality restorations from the ground up. You know, these cars never really got the right attention, in my opinion. They were always just, you know, lipstick on a pig and uh, some chrome wheels and, you know, put back on the market just to flip them over and over and over. But nobody was giving them the, the, the same love and attention 
as other brands would have, like Icon would do with the FJs and other companies with the Broncos and so on and so on. Daniel, were you seeing that in Europe? Is that where you discovered the scene? Or was that when yes. you came over? Okay, so what was that Jeep Resto Mod scene like there? It was just used to like just chrome wheels over there as well? And how many are over there? Yes. I mean, it's got to be a pretty small amount, I would imagine. Were they ever imported over to Europe, these full-size Jeeps, in any volume? So there's a massive, massive, massive um, love for the vehicle. Now, uh, regulation and just how the way that evolve, uh, Europe evolves uh, nowadays is just not, not making it possible for any undertaking like Vigilante to take place out there. We, we were lucky enough to travel to the U.S. with my parents uh, a lot for vacation and holiday back in, back in the days, and we always loved Texas. I was kind of fed up of my life over there. I said, you know, you only live once, so pack up your suitcases. So I literally left everything behind there took two suitcases, a mountain bike, Bluetooth speaker, and a container full of a Wagoneer and a Cherokee, and started this thing over here in uh, in Texas on one of my first trips back and forth um, to to Europe. I was lucky enough to to randomly meet Rachel in a in oyster oyster bar in in Houston, and. We had a great evening together. Left, I left the country after that for about 40 days, and we stayed in touch. Told her, hey, look, uh, I've got this Wagoneer I need to pick up. It's a $1,000 Wagoneer from, from Kentucky. Are you interested in doing this road trip together? Now, she, now that's the way to decide if it's true love or not. Any woman <laughs> who will go without knowing on you on a cross-country road trip to pick uh, any vehicle up that is $1,000 or less and survives that with I'm, you is a keeper. Yeah, no kidding. Well, hold up. First of all, let me just tell you, I did my homework. I Googled him to make sure Daniel Von Dobrin was not a serial killer, okay? <laughs> everything everything came back negative. And my, my thoughts exactly after talking for 40 days, I was like, all right. All right, road trip. This is crazy in a thousand dollar Wagoneer, and we have no idea how this is going to go. You know, the car broke down umpteen amounts of times, and every time Daniel was able to fix it, um, there was no AC, there was no radio, so windows down, no music blaring, just us through three to four different states until we got to Texas, and by the end of it, it was a done deal. <laughs> Literally, I dropped Rachel off at her at her house in Houston. She invited me in, and we have lived together since then. No, kidding. I, I, I want to know in, if on that um, first date at the in the oyster bar, and he says, "So I'm going back to Europe, but I'll be back, baby. I'll be back. Don't worry about it." And she's probably sitting there going, a, "Yeah, pal." So, that's exactly it. So I went to New Orleans. <laughs> I, I took my wife. Well, before, when we were just dating, our second date, I met her at a nightclub, and then I said, "Hey, in a couple of weeks." I'm going to New Orleans with some friends, uh, the sous chef of Emeralds down there. Would you like to go? And she said, sure, okay. Thought I was crazy. And and we were in an oyster bar, which I can't eat shellfish. They disgust me. And uh, so- <laughs> How she, many did you choke down so, for your wife? So she grabbed, she, we go in because I'm uh -huh. trying to impress her, right? And she goes, I'm going to have some oysters, blah, blah. It's like, you got to do what I go. If I, if I suck down one of these oysters, you're going to marry me. 
And I did. And it <laughs> freaked her out. And when we got back, she didn't talk to me for two weeks. She thought I was a psycho. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But then I tracked her down and, well, I mean, we're married. Well, that was me and mushrooms. So I met my wife for uh, pizza <laughs> wait, you, one wait, night. Wait, you were on mushrooms? That's, no. Oh. So I met my she wife was, on Hold mushrooms. on. I was like, man, what kind of trip are we talking about That's here? a different kind of trip. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I met my wife uh, for pizza on her first date and uh, she said, well, what do you like on your pizza? And I said, yeah, whatever. And so she ordered mushrooms, which I absolutely hate. So I, I choked down the mushrooms on the pizza and, you know, everything was good. And the second time we went to go get pizza, she ordered with mushrooms. And I'm like, and we had been dating a little while. I'm like, no. She goes, what do you mean? I, I said, I, I don't like mushrooms. She goes, you did on her first date. I'm like, yeah, I was trying to impress you, date, of yeah. course. Yeah, there's a lot you'll do on a first date. Gentlemen, 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 hold on. One doesn't like oysters and one doesn't like mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Y'all are missing Y'all are But missing he likes out. mushrooms and I like oysters, so we... No, I don't like mushrooms. Oh, you don't well, like... Oh, oh. I hate mushrooms. All right, well, I like them. oysters. I'll, I'll do oysters all day long. Oh, jeez. Delicious. Jeez, Louise. The fun thing that went with that, the whole reason I was out to get oysters was because I was going to a Blue Oyster Cult concert. And then... <laughs> no way. Was that, is that true? Yes. No. Yes, it's totally true. It's totally that true. That's so cheesy, he, but also hilarious. It is. It is. I just, I don't know. I, I'm like, you know what? It's going to be an oyster kind of night. And hey, for whatever reason, however that popped into my brain, I ended up meeting my my husband. So, so, so Daniel, shut- what did you choke down for Rachel uh, to, uh, to impress her? I mean, I was impressed by Rachel uh, just in general, her beauty and her and and just everything, and then the fact that you're in America, you you guys don't. He is charming, isn't he? Like you know, it's a it's he is pretty uh, charming. I'll tell you, he did go to that concert with me, and he really didn't know who they were, no. so <laughs> he had no idea. He had no idea, and bought a concert ticket on the spot and went went with me right away after we shut down. By the way. 60 oysters and oh, i sat down at the bar oh i know i know y'all don't want to hear that oh, i know y'all geez. don't want to hear that <laughs> i when i sat next to him at the bar i ordered my oysters and my beer being the american that i am and his oysters with champagne came out being the european that he is and we just kind of looked at each other and just started talking and that was it and look, it led to uh, modifying vintage 4x4s, which is a completely Who? natural Who progression knew? of yep. elements. With yeah. some big-ass horsepower. Who would have freaking thought? Who would have freaking thought? <laughs> now, so guys... I do I- want to backtrack a little bit because you asked about Daniel's history yeah. with the Jeeps. And he jumped from 35 to coming here, but he received his very first Jeep from his dad at 15 to restore what was it and what's cool it was a we cherokee have, chief it okay. was an 80, 81 cherokee awesome and he has never owned anything but a jeep since since that first car do you know where that particular vehicle is or have you tried to find it obviously it would be in europe but have you tried to locate it yeah it's uh there's a point as well where we do this and i've owned many 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 cars there was a point where there were 40, we, you know, the low, the low milers, the super rare ones and so on and so on and so on. The collection just extended it, extended. It was never a, it was never a job for me, right? It was always an escape valve for, uh, basically, uh, releasing pressure from the, from the day to day work and, uh, hanging out with friends and tinkering. And each time people would tell you, Hey man, you're crazy to put so much money into these cars. Nobody's going to ever. You know, it's it's not worth it, and so on and so on and so on. And every time I finish the project, for some reason, 
there was some big shot that showed up and said, hey, man, I absolutely want to have this call. That just allowed for things to evolve naturally and also to, you know, to gain trust in what you, in, in what we are doing at this point 20 years later, basically, right? Tracking down the old cars and tracking down, you know, the historic uh, feature and all of that. Once you start going as deep as we are doing with uh, the vigilante story and getting that experience of having something that is totally unique and 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 so looked into uh, that it becomes yeah it's a very very special feeling of of driving and of of the tactile feel and just the whole experience is absolutely unique. Being you have no the, more uh... affinity for basically for a low miler or for the historical aspect of it. You know we can take a basically a thousand dollar car and, and, and make it a three hundred fifty thousand dollar vehicle. Well, and I was going to say, doesn't matter, the, the, the right? driving experience behind the wheel of one of those vehicles, if you've never driven a, a full-size Jeep, with that little skinny steering wheel, every pillar is really skinny, so you can have really good outward visibility, and that big, giant hood that tends to kind of move on its own when you go over a pothole or, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you're just driving down the road, and this, this whole beast of all these you know parts, they kind of move in unison, and there's a certain sound. To me, it's the the way the dash looks on those. I love driving those old full size Jeeps. But wait just, a minute, is there any sound of the body over the engine over a six point four Hemi or a or a? Well, uh, I haven't driven one of or theirs. Or a Hellcat so engine. I'm guessing you don't hear anything but the engine, right? <laughs> Which is probably good because <laughs> I think when those things were well, brand new, they rattled. Right here, right now, with the audience listening, if if you you if you guys are in Texas, stop by and see us and do a test drive, especially if you've driven one before. To jump into one of these and you, it's it's a little bit of a mind twist, right? You're sitting in this vehicle from the late 70s, early 80s, which seems to be mostly what we're, we're doing at the moment with the Cherokees and such. And But the feel of it is just like you're a modern daily driver. It's ins- And the, the go power and the response on the steering wheel and the suspension and the powerful brakes and the fact that when you press the gas, you get an immediate response rather than pressing the gas and waiting. And it takes five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's such a cool, mind-boggling, fun experience. Now, does that, ex- does that invitation uh, extend to your two new favorite podcast hosts when they're in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Oh, I wasn't talking to the whole audience. I was talking to you. <laughs> we, you. We will take you up on that. Please, come on. At what point did you guys start putting in the larger engines? Because it sounds like you started modest, but then the engine, the displacement and power grew. Take us through that evolution. In general, we start with a Hemi 392. And honestly, that's the perfect amount of power for these vehicles. But there's always going to be the individuals that want want their toy. They want their power toy. And so we've we've done a few Hellcats. The elephants, like he mentioned, are much harder to source. So that's why we're playing around with the Viper engine. The Hemi 392 is really where we feel the most comfortable, but we're, we've worked it out and done the scanning for the vehicles to make sure the larger engines fit without having to hack up the firewall. 
there's a lot of excitement going on right now in the in the whole Jeep world with the the new new six cylinders coming out that have have similar amount of horsepower. Yeah, the new Hurricane with the uh, twin turbo straight six. Correct. So it's it's the platform is basically compatible with those engines. We are in line to to get you know the first production ones that uh, that come out and that are available as crates. Awesome. Um, to integrate those in there. Now my heart beats for the V8s. To be honest with you, so, so you know I'm always gonna defend the V8s. That's and sure it's a uh, it's fun to have a lot of horsepower, but it's also a, a balance, right? It's a balance of what you feel comfortable with, what the experience is for the user, and also a 392 you can definitely share with your family. It's something that is, yeah, it's more power than. I, I have a uh, 392 but, Wrangler that I share the exhaust note with my entire house every time I start it up in the garage. <laughs> yes, so that's great, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right, but you also feel comfortable in sharing that vehicle with with the rest of the family members. Uh, Maybe not the five year old, but yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> she's, she's the worst one. She's clapping in the back seat, going more rocket ships. So. He actually shares it yeah. with the block. His entire block knows when he's coming and going right. from work. Yes. Yeah, and I had a, a TRX before that, which was obviously ridiculous. And I have driven the new Grand Wagoneer with the uh, high output version of that straight six. And what's interesting about it is it's plenty powerful. It's really torquey. Uh, we were able to get a Grand Wagoneer to uh, break 100 in the uh, quarter mile, loaded down with luggage and stuff like that at a racetrack <laughs> last summer, which is a whole other story. But it's a great engine. I think people associate straight six with Jeeps, so I think that's a great place to go. However, it's really, really refined and quiet. So it's probably going to change the personality of, of what you guys are doing. Not necessarily in a bad way. It'll just be different. I'm like Daniel. I, I uh, As much as I enjoy driving that Wagoneer cross-country, uh, I'm a V8 guy. I like to hear the, the engine talk to me and the, and the vehicle talk to me. Right. And, and most of the time, you know, people have enough of the toned-down traditional vehicles for their daily commutes. So in the weekends when they take out these vigilantes, they want to hear it rumble and they want to hear it roar and just, yeah, they just want to have a more of a feeling from what's happening in the car and, and translating that into emotions, which I'm skeptical about the, the six. We'll see. Now I'm curious to support the weight of the engines, the power of the engines, so you don't twist the chassis all up. Tell me about making and beefing up the frames. Are you, are you using the original chassis? Are you, I, I couldn't tell from the photos on your Instagram. It looked like they were new chassis or are you stripping them and then gusseting them? Take me through that because some of your chassis are artwork. They're beautiful. Thank you. So we take a, a great pride in, in, in the whole process, right? And the chassis is one of the main components in there. You know, once you start adding power to a vehicle, there's a, yeah, there's just a threshold of, of how far you can do that before, you know, the rest of it breaks down. In order to, to, to add more power, you know, you need to work with a transmission that can handle it, which is either a six-speed Tremec uh, TR6060, which is a really, really fun uh, six-speed uh, manual transmission, or a Fowler 4L80, which is built for up to a thousand horsepower. That's backed by a an Atlas two transfer case, Dana 60, Dana 44, back and forth, 
um, four-link suspension on a brand new chassis that we basically designed based on a 3D scan of the vehicles. So the chassis is, in fact, yours, and it's fully boxed? It is fully boxed from front to back. It accommodates bracketry for the original bumpers, whether it's the, the 760s, 70s bumpers or the 80s, 90s, one-piece bumpers. And it allows us to play around with engine mounts that are basically the whole heavy, heavy family. That's awesome. I was wondering, uh, let's let's move into suspension because Holman is a huge suspension fanatic and I'm a, an, a, I'm a newbie when it comes to it. And it looks like you guys have invested in only the quality parts. I'm looking at, so for example, your 6.4 Hemi is in the new Gladiator. So it's a 485 horsepower SRT8 powertrain with your Tremec gearbox, as you've mentioned. And also I'm, I can peek through where the, the headlight would be and I see a Fox Shocks or a, uh, a remote reservoir like is stepped in there. There's coilovers right? and, and obviously you're putting that kind right. of power to a vintage vehicle. You have to be able to control it. So big brakes, appropriate suspension, appropriate tire size in addition to having the you know drivetrain, the transmission, be able to hold up to it in the axles. I noticed that you guys have uh, you know Dana 44 and 60, looks like Curry axles on there. And I like that you guys have your brakes and your own branding, and uh, it's really it's really a beautiful-looking package. Thank you so much. So, yeah, it's a four-link in the front and the back, and it's really dependent on who's going to drive the vehicle, what they're going to do with it. That's going to set the coil parameters. The shocks are always Fox with the remote rev- reservoir, and uh, we use IBAC coils, and those ratings are really dependent on, on the usability. That is something that comes standard with every car, and six-piston brakes all around, they're bare brakes, front and back, six-piston calipers. We use HydroBoost with that, and in order to accommodate those big six-piston calipers, we literally just machine wheels that look. So so let's stop, let's stop there for a second because what the wheels are one of the things that when I was scrolling through your page and and playing around on the website, I was really impressed with because you guys have a set of either like a kidney bean slotted mag style or the later uh, Grand Wagoneer turbine style wheels, but they're in a modern size and fitment, and you guys are running BFG ATKO2s on there. And you can tell that it's a modern size wheel and tire package, but they look vintage and they look really good. Is that something that you guys went out and did, or is somebody making that for you? Because I, I haven't seen a, a modern fitment of that uh, caliber in that style. It's not an off-the-shelf wheel. They are machined out of a big chunk of aluminum. Wow! Each and every on each and every build. So we've got those two packages. We've got a super wagon here coming now with the, the spinner in the front as well. 17 by 9 as well. Just a very special and unique wheel that is, uh, yeah, that Super Wagoneer is, they made a, only a, a handful of them. We were lucky enough to find one and find the right customer for it. I was also. Are you familiar with the Super Wagoneer? Uh, a, a little bit. That was a, that was a really limited uh, edition vehicle. Yeah, very limited, about two years of build. But if you haven't seen one, look them up because. We are pumped. That's about like this what, build. 67, 68 time frame, something like that? Correct. 
What's different about it? Why is it so limited? Is it uh, is the wheelbase different, or is it uh, capabilities? Was it engine? What made it unique? It was very. It was just a very deluxe package. What how they like to call it back in the day. Super days. deluxe. So there was a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a, yeah. a center console in the in the middle and between the two seats that would basically have a shifter go through the, the through that console. Just a lot of small refinement. And it had the cool Gillette uh, razor grill that everybody loves. There was uh, uh, the wheel covers were a little bit special. They just looked more upscale than the the trim on that. I, I I would imagine trying to find all the trim from that particular model would be very difficult to re- replicate today. Super difficult. That's why we got so lucky that we found one. Was it complete? Yes, it was on the trim side. It was complete. Lucky enough because if you were to just to have to recreate this trim, you'd be thirty, forty thousand dollars just on trim. Oh, oh man! So, on, unlike the later Wagoneers that had the the wood siding treatment to it, there's there's a sticker basically, and then the trim that goes around that. On the Super Wagoneer, it was like that, but a two tone. It was like a textured looking lighter piece over black, surrounded by chrome on all four sides, and it was it was. I mean, you think about the heyday of chrome in the 60s. The Super Wagoneer rivaled <laughs> anything out there with uh, with the chrome, but it was delicate. It, these these pieces were were straight with chamfered edges on them. Were they like Cadillac hold my beer? I mean, if you look at the <laughs> yeah, if you look at how detailed it is, it's 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 really delicate and and looks I mean, it's just a special vehicle. You love it or you hate it. It's like the Jeepster Commandos from those years as well. The Super Wagoneer has has refinement to it but like the jeepster commandos of those years they are so ugly that that they are actually beautiful that's how i like to describe them yeah that's really that's one of the developments that we are doing for this year is the scrambler and um, we're adding the scrambler and the jeepster to the to the fleet basically Guys, how does the, the the business work out here? Are you finding customers after you built the vehicle, or are customers now because you're getting so popular coming to you saying, "I want this with this engine and the suspension"? Because I can imagine you're getting it from all angles. Everything is built to order. Nothing that we have here is available. It's all built to order. Now we do have about forty or fifty donor vehicles out there that we can pick from. That we've just sourced out through the through the years, just as good you know, good donor vehicles. There's no immediate availability on inventory. That's amazing because Wagoneers, there's a you know a few companies out there who are restoring them. They are getting picked up left and right, and the price of a Wagoneer now for a rust-free body of almost any vintage is really incredible. What they're going for, six figures or or more. For just a driver, not not really? even anything special uh, for the right car that had the right options on it. It's it's crazy Wagoneer prices where they're starting at for donors. Why? why? I mean, is it just a scarcity or is it there? What is it about the Wagoneer that makes it so special today? That like a travel all, you know, our buddy Ben up at 406 Garage, he's making travel alls, but they're not commanding this kind of money at least yet. I mean, I think the Jeep is a the original four-wheel drive SUV. That's it. It's the yeah. original wagon, right? And it's like Jeep is just so iconic. They 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 had these years where they made these glorious-looking vehicles. The design of the vehicles was beautiful. 
but a lot of the components that went with it were and people just got tired of that. And now you're, you're able to bring them back and add some modern components to them that still you can hold on to the beauty of this vehicle, but it's better than it was when it came out 40 years ago. And that, that wood paneling is just so, you know a Wagoneer when you see one immediately. You know it when you see it. Yeah, there's, so there's no I mean, ambiguity about that vehicle. I just no, pulled up absolutely for not. lightning. We have a, uh, a um, TV here in the, uh, studio. in the studio. So I just beamed from my laptop a picture of what a Super Wagoneer looks like. This is a white one. I can one. say that I've never seen one. This I, is I a, mean, in person anyway. Yeah, this is a white one with the uh, black and gray trim. Uh, with the roof rack and everything, and it is just awesome looking. I like theirs better, um, though. <laughs> I like the Vigilante one better. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, it, it yes. looks... I, yes, wait till you... I mean, th- this one up here on the screen looks a little pedestrian, I gotta wait say. Wait until you see you know? the Vigilante version of a Super Wagoneer. Right. That's gonna be the, the creme de la creme. Oh, my Lord. What engine are you putting in the uh, the Super? That's getting a 392 and a six-speed manual. Of course it is. Oh, Perfect. Of course it that's is. The be- that's yeah. really the best... Uh, that's really the best option right there. Is I, I, I think a 60 with a stick is pretty special. So if someone wanted to order a vehicle, do you just say, kick rocks, we're booked for the next six years? Or how does it go down? I mean, yeah, they go to Vigilante4x4.com and they drool all over their laptop. And what is your wait and, list right now or your wait time? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah, right now our build time is at 36 months. 36 oh, wow. to 38 months. Mm. So no... We don't necessarily tell you to kick rocks, but we do tell you that get your place in line now and you're just, you're going to have to be patient. How many employees because do you guys we're have? Not, we're not, we have 12 and we're okay. not, we are, we are a boutique. We are not a big production line. We will always stay a boutique because we want it to stay fun and we want it to stay personal and we want that the vigilante brand stands for quality and you know that you're getting a quality product. I, I laugh a little bit because when you look at the Super Wagoneer, some were available, um, had the uh, black or different colored top than the body. And today's Grand Wagoneer, you can get that black top. And everybody thinks it's so novel, it's so new today that you would have a vehicle that has a black top. <laughs> and it's like, no, Jeep was doing this back in the mid-60s as their you know version of luxury. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think two tone in the '60s was just a really big deal in general. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, Did you look at some of those Cherokees? Those are two tone as well, right? With the black top and the. Yeah, they're 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 gorgeous. So to me, that the the, uh, the front end, like I said, the skinny A, B, C, and D pillars, the view outward, all the chrome. I like the earlier ones a little bit better, uh, just from a styling standpoint. But there's nothing to me. That last year, what was it, 91 or something like that, of a Grand Wagoneer, somewhere in that range? Correct. With the big, yeah, the final edition. The final edition with the big overstuffed seats. And, you know, I, I imagine one that's like um, whatever color, black with like the red casket interior. That right there is uh, – <laughs> that, that's, that's my jam that's right the there. That's me out right yeah. there. I might do something like uh, – Granite crystal metallic on that one with the red interior. I bet that would be pretty nice. You're looking. never going to do any of these. What no, I'm never. What are you I'm, fantasizing? I spent all my money on a 392 <laughs> right, Wrangler. Exactly. I got nothing left. Hey, I'm curious. These are your fantasies. Yeah. Hey, guys. Has, uh, let, let me tell you something about yeah. the, the different generations of Wagoneers. The early model, models were the, the, the best because the, the gauging and the steel and the sheet metal was just so oh, much way better. thicker back in the days. Do you guys remember? 
the uh, one that the Jeep Design Studio did. So it was it, they called it uh, instead of vintage green, it was mintage green because it was a mint color. It had the off white uh, steelies on it and the green right. Coke bottle architectural glass. So I had that uh, Jeep dropped it off at my house for uh, a week, and my daughter, who's a teenager who loves everything vintage, we drove that thing around, and that had a five seven Hemi swap in it, and mm-hmm. we drove it around. Uh, I live in Huntington Beach, California. Took it up PCH. Everybody was turning their head. You're in those low back bench seat in the front, where you know you got your arm around the back. Everybody can see you. The windows aren't tinted, and everybody wants to be you because it looks like you're having a good time. And uh, she fell absolutely in love with driving that old Wagoneer, and she's never forgot that experience. She's going to have to make oh, some serious imagine. cash, right? She's yeah. going to have to hit the lottery and buy dad one someday. Well, I, I think it'd be cheaper to fly her out to uh, the hill country in Texas than just uh, might test drive one for a day or that's, something like that. Give her another, yeah. <laughs> Give her Come another, around. Another Come around. Have you guys ever had anyone throw so much money at you to get to the front of the line? Like some oil tycoons, like, I need this and I need it now. <laughs> really? Like from that voice? <laughs> yeah, just like okay, that. Okay, just yeah. checking. We've had people try. <laughs> Oh. We've definitely had people try, but we have to keep the trust of our our clients. And so I like that. Interesting. You had a uh, didn't you have a question about whether their location about uh, the shops they were nearby? Oh yeah, we we saw the uh, the address, and uh, we were wondering if you were by some of uh, the other uh, well known shops in the automotive world. I think like Martin Brothers, sure. yeah, Martin Brothers Lane, and, and uh, do you know our friend Shag Arrington? Yeah, of course. See, everybody in Austin yeah, all knows we, each uh, other. We, that's we, that's the best part. We're literally uh, across the street from uh, from Joe and Amanda and, and Shag and, and, and everyone. So, yeah, awesome. absolutely. It's so wonderful to be out here and to have this pool of conferences that are just so automotive-driven and there's so much going on. There's a few other outlets out here that are just popping out of, out of the earth that are all very passionate about their own brand or their own skills and and yeah we help each other out for sure what is it about texas in that like you know for being from the west coast jesse james was one of the first guys to move from california out to texas out to the austin area i think right austin yeah Yeah. he's down the street uh, here too yeah yeah Yeah. they're all down the street (laughs) what is it why is it such a magnet or is it it's just like it's like what America used to be, or is... <laughs> I, I, Why I mean, do you think America has this horrible accent? I mean, because it's funny. That's why I think it's funny. It's funny yeah, for me um, to do it. That's where California like, pompousness comes yeah, from. It's, it's you. Yeah, I'm a dick, so what? I just think... It, so what is it about this area of the country that is the magnet for people who want to build either restos or there actually there's there's a huge Lamborghini scene down there. So it's like the car culture is moving from Southern California east and it's like stopping in texas yeah. why well y'all have pretty hard emissions laws don't you that's that's, oh, that's one a big one <laughs> ours are definitely a little more lenient but also we have we just have a lot of wide open spaces and long ass roads to drive on right wow. so i mean every time we build a car we end up doing a test drive from here to marfa big ben terralingua and that's how we put the mileage on our cars to before we do our punch list. And you talk about some long, open roads. I mean, it doesn't get more beautiful than that. And Marfa, for all of you who don't know, is famous for the uh, Marfa lights. Uh, it was a famous right. uh, UFO incident out there. So 
I would be all about driving a vintage Grand Wagoneer off to go see UFOs. That's like a perfect weekend for yes, me. Yes. And then be able to pull over and get barbecue <laughs> on the way. Even better. That's like, and Dr. Pepper, boom, try oh my quadfecta gosh. right there. It would be, that's that's me all over the place. That's right why there. they live there. Yeah, you just you just hit Texas all in one sentence. That's amazing. <laughs> well, you, you guys don't know, but, uh, but I was made in honor a Texan from our listeners. We have a Texas flag. Because of my love of uh, barbecue, I'm, my skill set, my superpower is uh, is br- smoking brisket. My love of Dr. Pepper, oh. you guys don't know this, but we actually have a Dr. Pepper fridge in our uh, podcast studio, which was gifted to us by a listener. And uh, also my, my love of uh, firearms and freedom. So, uh, And the only thing where we rub... Texans the wrong way, but I think we're we're coming. Not everything from. Are Gallo- you gonna, are you gonna ask am, them the million dollar question? The million dollar question for okay. all of our Texas well, guests. For, first, Hold we have on. to know if they've been here. Have they been to California? It doesn't matter. Just it doesn't matter because okay. they don't have to have been here for okay. this. The answer to this question. Okay. Okay. All right. So the one place where we differ from from Texans, and the one thing I will say that California isn't all bad is we did bring in and out to you guys and it's so much better than that crap Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, Whataburger is bad, right? Don't you admit that Whataburger sucks? Don't don't put me there. <laughs> we we had a friend of ours from Texas who was uh, it might have been a listener who was arguing about the uh, the you know how great Whataburger was. And I'm like Whataburger used to be a family business that was bought out by a corporation and now their food sucks. And he goes, Yeah, you got me there. That is the truth. And that one of my truth. friends was arguing about In and Out versus Whataburger. And he was, he likes to always send me Whataburger posts and stuff like that. And I'll send him pictures of me in the In-N-Out drive-thru. And I had gone to, actually, I was just in Austin a couple weeks ago. And uh, I was laughing because we passed by a Whataburger and there was no cars in the drive-thru. And we passed by an In-N-Out and there were 50 cars wrapped around the building in the drive-thru. I'm like, if you Texans think that Whataburger is so superior, why are you all in and out <laughs> Yeah, correct. Did you send your friend that picture? Because that would have sealed the oh, deal yeah. right you, there. You know it. Exactly. You know it. So that's the only place that, you know, the, the the Texans bristle with us, but everything else I think we're in line. So we, we are uh, we are honorary. And I, I uh, have had a chance to uh, drive around Austin with Shag a few times, so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. So, hey, you got to get out of Austin a little bit, and you got to come out here towards the Dripping Springs area, which is lovingly now called Radi- Radiator Springs. Because <laughs> there's so that's many. great. Oh, my God, I love it. That's so <laughs> there's good. There's so many car, cars, uh, companies moving out here. Well, next time uh, I head out to uh, Texas, which I'm out there a few times here, I'll look you guys up and uh, and see if you're around the shop, because in all seriousness, I uh, would love to come and, and see what you guys are doing in person, because the, the, the photos... And everything on your website, the, the quality looks amazing. The vehicles look amazing. I mean, even the detail work for how you wrap the doors. I mean, small things like that 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 show you've got uh, acumen to touch everything, and, and that those special touch points on the vehicle are cared for and are are loved the same way as the paint and body is 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 really cool. Well, thank you for noticing that. That means that means a lot. That means we're. People are noticing and we're doing it right. Are you guys listening? Go to Vigilante4x4.com, Vigilante4x4.com. And they've got all of their their social feeds kind of baked into the website. So not only we see all the, the trucks they're working on, but you'll also see the photos all in one spot. It's a very, very cool website, Vigilante4x4.com. Yep, and that happens to be the same on their social uh, Instagram. And there are a thousand posts of photos that you are going to love. If you're a full-size Jeep fan to see what they're doing with these things you're gonna be blown away if you go and check out their uh, their instagram feed daniel rachel thank you very very much for spending some time with us really appreciate it yeah thank y'all we really appreciate you you. we wait for you early next year when the super wagon 
Wagoneer is going to be ready, and we've got to take it on a test drive tomorrow. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's let's set it up. I would love to have you guys come back on when that vehicle is done, and if we can uh, do something with you, that would be great. Amazing, y'all. Thank Very you. Cool. All right, yeah, guys. Sure. Congrats on the success. Talk soon. Thank See you again. All right. Bye. All right, Holmes. It's truck news time. What's, What's new, new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That was good. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. Yeah. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No, I haven't heard the news. What's well, the story? Dude, I'm supposed to... Miles, sit freaking down. No, I haven't heard. I'm going to fire your ass. Stop butting in. And in today's news, Lightning has a new toy on the board. Uh, sad news uh, from our friends at Nissan. They've announced that the uh, Titan will uh, officially go away after the 2024 model year. Oh, no, yeah, no. Like, you know, everybody that we've talked to or know that has one of those trucks absolutely loves it. I don't think I've talked to anybody who's like, oh, no, that truck's you know not what I thought. Everybody loves those things. And I'm driving a 2020 right now. And it's a great truck, so uh, I'm going to be sad to see it go. Um, basically, what happened was their, you know, obviously, sales were a lot lower than everybody else. And Are uh, you saying that the Truck Show Podcast listeners did not step up like they were supposed to? I think they did, but it wasn't enough. That's where I'm going to land okay. on that. I like that. The problem is, you know, Nissan doesn't have as much dealership density throughout the U.S. And, the you know, they're in the smile states, as you will, which are less of uh, pickup truck buyers. And uh, not so much in, you know, uh, as dense in middle America where people buy trucks. Um, and so it wasn't enough for the U.S. made truck in Canton, Mississippi uh, to keep going. And then the, the memo was leaked and, you know, a spokesperson came out. But the memo said uh, production of the Nissan Titan will end in summer of 2024 under Nissan's ambitious 2030 vision of an electrified future. We're accelerating the process of transforming the Canton plant the latest in EV manufacturing technology. This will support the production of two all-new, all-electric vehicles, and there will be no workforce reductions due to this action. The Titan has been an important nameplate for Nissan in North America for 20 years, and we're grateful to the dealers, customers, and thousands of employees who have played a pivotal role throughout the Titan's life cycle. So uh, I'm definitely sad to uh, see the Titan go away, but the frontier lives on, and we are excited about that, and Nissan will be doubling down. And I hear that we will have some Nissan Frontier news very shortly, like within the next few weeks. So, uh, that's all I hear right there. Wish I could tell you more, but I can't. So, uh, we'll take the next week to, uh, to mourn the passing of the Titan and Titan XD, and then we'll celebrate the uh, new news for the Frontier coming up. What I'm that. hearing is that you should be part of an exclusive click. Go to your Nissan dealer. And pick up a Titan while you can. You've got until uh, basically summer of next year. So, oh, you got time. You got time. Go, uh, go pick yourself up a Titan. I think uh, if you're looking for a really, can I, can I get me a bronze edition? You can. I, I think if you're looking for a really reliable truck that uh, you know isn't saddled down with a lot of the technology and gizmos. For example, I don't know if you saw, I had that Honda CRV in my driveway. Yeah. So my dad's looking for a new car, and he's like, "Yeah, I like the CRV, you know, but." I don't want to buy a new car, screens everywhere. I don't need all that stuff. I just want a simple vehicle I can get in and drive. I don't need all this, you know, CarPlay would be nice. A nice stereo would be nice, but it doesn't need to be complicated. So I uh, What you're saying is he doesn't want all of the accoutrement. The accoutrement that you will need. Accoutrement? I said, well, why don't we uh, get a CRV for you to 
to, to drive and, and he likes it. And he goes, I like this vehicle because it's super simple. I can just drive it. It's easy to navigate. And to me, that's what the Titan is. It's a simple pickup truck that you can get in and drive. It's comfortable. It's quiet. It's powerful. It's got CarPlay, Android Auto. It's got everything you need. and it It's durable. You can beat the snot out of it too. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have all this other stuff. You know, I feel like some of these trucks have so much tech in them. Are they really going to be around in 15 years? What's the part supply chain going to look like, you know, with all that? Anyway, I've always been a fan of the Titan. Sad to see it go, but uh, you got time. So uh, get on down there and, and pick one up for yourself. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? What? No. Nope. Haven't heard. Uh, the Ram 1500 has been spied in uh, Rebel trim with the new facelift for uh, the 2024 or 2025 model, whichever the... Uh, the new mid-cycle refresh is. Now, is this the one with my new taillights? Uh, no, that was the other that one. That was the Rampage. Oh, and the Rampage. It's not here damn yet. It, damn it, damn it, No, damn this it. is the uh, Ram that's going to replace the Hemi with the new twin-turbo straight six. Hmm. So uh, what's uh, Gail Banks say? You going to get into uh, some uh, parts for that truck? I mean, twin-turbo gas right up his alley. No. It's um, kind of hard to tune those, at least right now. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. I think um, the future seems of the company like a, is like looking. A shame. I think the company is uh, looking at some, some hybrid action. Hmm. We were just so. Can I? I got to tell you, this is weird. Okay. So I alluded to the fact that we were working on a hybrid Humvee, right? Yep. And we've been sitting on this news, the project. It's super, super top secret. Do we have encrypted? Doc uh, encrypted folders at work where oh and, and have, buildings have, that require special we have, access we have encrypted key uh, like USB drives yep. like thumb drives yep. they have codes on them that I have like straight spy stuff it's wild so we're treating this like a super secret program the guys from uh, Ricto RCCTO it's rapid something something I don't know if you're in the army you know what it is right they're the advanced team of the army and they work on the prototypes and they try and sell it to the higher ups and government etc. Anyway, so there's a group of them in here last week, or at Banks last week, and they're checking on the status of the Humvee that is hybrid. That you're not allowed to talk about yet. I'm just telling you that it exists. They've said that it exists in Gail Banks Engineering, the parent company to Banks Power, got that contract and is working on it. Okay. And so I'm taking some photographs of the group. They've formed like a semicircle around the, the truck. We're taking some photographs. And, I'm, and I mouthed off and said, when can we talk about this in the news? It'd be so cool. It's such a missed opportunity. And it's just, it's so special. And, and I figured they would just shut me down. And the guy looks at me and he goes, oh, what? You guys haven't had a press release yet about this? And you're like, uh, what? I said, what? <laughs> That's what I just said you said. And he says, well, just submit something. We'll get it approved and you can tell the world been working on this for a year yep and he's like is there a press release coming i is it going to be in news or is this it right here are we telling, no, the, no, telling the world no i'm not telling the world i have to get it all approved i'm just saying like i could have been talking about this project for a year mm -hmm. all right hey lighting did you hear no 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 i didn't hear more uh tesla cybertruck uh Spy photos are emerging from the factory, including one that shows a really short frunk. Really? Let me hold on. Uh, let me get over here. Uh, oh, that is interesting because how that the, opens up. Well, the windshield goes all the way to past axle center line, and so it's this really stubby, shorty kind of 
uh, trunk thing that opens up. I got to say, that's actually kind of cool looking. No. It's small. It's no, very, it's very like, a, I don't lame. know, like a Ferrari or something that, uh, lame. like a mid-engine vehicle. It's too small. Could be a it lot is, bigger. Yeah, it's no, small. I mean, it's small, but it's cool looking. It's cool looking. It's I'm, just the I, nose I, pops up. I think on it's it. cool. It looks like a jet when you drive vehicles into the into a seven forty seven. What did we say? They had one point nine million reservations. It's something absurd. And, it, and right. when did they announce it? What four years ago or something like that? It's been. I think we started the show around the same time they announced it. Man, that's yeah, that's great. No, well, it was a little bit after. I yeah, think. no, it was. I'm just exaggerating. But uh, you know, like all this hype, Lightning still has no correspondence from Tesla. Just the original email. Just this. Right here. That's it. No correspondence. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, but Elon Musk said in April 2023 that they would have a Cybertruck handover event toward the end of the third quarter, and that's coming quick. So. It is, but look at this. Jay's Cybertruck. I know, we talked RN about it. RN 1128, blah, blah, but, but it's blah, blah. no correspondence. Nothing. Listen, it's coming soon. Hype up, buddy. Uh, listen. What? There's a guy on Twitter, and he got, ran a drone over the factory, and there was... Uh, Apparently one just sitting out in the car lot, the Giga Texas yesterday, uh, according to this post. So he uh, he shot it. So it's it's they're surmising that that means it's really close to uh, getting delivered. So yeah. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! No, I don't think I heard. So uh, NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, is looking to potential problems with power steering. Oh, is this the Ram? Yeah, Ram 1500s, 23 to 26. But it's not very many of them. 1.1 million pickups. Oh, wait. Ouch. So it says, uh, Nitz is hoping to uncover uh, that why owners are reporting either partial or total loss of power steering. That has an e-pass system on it. Uh, the agency has 380 reports from owners so far with the most recent, uh, you know, this month. It uh, involved a 2014 Ram 1500, uh, 118,000 miles that lost power while towing a trailer. Uh, so yeah, that's that seems pretty serious. So, uh, but you don't, are they losing? They're not like, they're not losing steering completely. They're losing power steering. So you could muster through it, right? If you're I'm sure it'd be hard to steer. Well, I think that's what the investigation is going to uncover: is whether mm-hmm. uh, you know you lose all of it, part of it. Uh, so anyway, they're looking into these potential issues. So if you have had an issue and you want to add to it, you can uh, reach out to the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration and uh, add your story into the mix. So uh, be be safe out there, people. Be safe. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. So, uh, you know, uh, Airstream has that cool base camp travel trailer. It's, it's shaped more like a, I don't know, a horseshoe than it is shaped like a, a pill. Okay. Right? It's the, the off-roady one, the adventure one. No, I don't recall. Oh, yes. I do know the one you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, it's more of an entry-level trailer. So uh, apparently they've collaborated with uh, REI, and they've got a, uh, a new one. So uh, last year they introduced the 2023 REI Special Edition Basecamp 16X, and now they've extended the length of the trailer, so now they're offering a 20-foot Basecamp travel trailer rather than the 16-footer. So it's still a single axle. It'll be the uh, 2024 Airstream REI Special Edition Basecamp 20X, and it'll be... Uh, packing all of the original special editions uh, features into a bigger floor plan. So uh, the 16X starts at uh, 52,900. Yeah, but I was going to ask, when's the last time you've been inside an REI? Uh, About two weeks ago. Really? There's one right here. I go there all the time. So I love it. 
It's uh-huh. like going in, um, what's the big outdoor spot that has boots and everything else? Uh, they're all over the place. Bass Pros. Okay. Right. It's like Cabela's, a Bass Pros. Bass Cabela's. Pros. Right. Exactly. Except more expensive. No, it's, REI not, it's not even is the same at all. Ludicrous expensive. Yeah, but it's, it's a co-op, so you get money at the end of the year. And you Say get, what? It's a co-op, so you get money. It's part of your membership. You get money toward- I, I bought things at REI without being a member. Is that why I paid more? Probably. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I, I you look get a thing in the mail and, and it sends yeah, you, says you spent true. this much and here's your dividend and then you can spend it on stuff next year. What's wrong with you? Stupid. <laughs> Just be a store, dude. <laughs> Buy things and they take it home. And, no, but I mean, don't be a co-op. What's that? Okay, anyway. We're all green. We're Can co-op-y. I get back to the pricing of this thing? Co-op-y. So the 16X starts at 52900 and the 20X mm-hmm. Special Edition is uh, 62400 So that's uh, that's still some coin, man. Uh, but you get uh, 3,500 pound gross vehicle weight rating on the 16X, and on the 20X it goes up to 4,300 pounds. Um, so a, a smaller vehicle should be able to tow that a midsize truck, no problem. Um, yeah. How about a uh, Ford Lightning? Who was you, it the other day? There was just it was an article, or maybe it was on Facebook, where the guy's like, "Hey, I bought a Ford Lightning and I pulled my boat and I made it 50 miles." Yeah, there's some of that. I yep. mean, that's part of the electric truck experience right now, unfortunately. <laughs> there's a, a place for those vehicles, and there's also- It's in the trash. Not a- No. No, I'm kidding. No, it's being, I'm being harsh. I, th- I think I think they're not right for everybody. I think that's the easy, easiest way to put it, right? I would buy one to go to work. I'd buy a little, uh, little Bolt, a little Chevy Bolt. Yeah. Or something like that. That's perfect for that. Yeah. little little uh, uh, Tesla Model Y3, something like that. Uh-huh. Did I tell you uh, I'm going to go uh, drive a lifted one off-road tomorrow? Tell me more. No, I'll tell you the next show we do. Really? Yeah. You're going to cool. recap it for us? Yeah, why not? Okay. I think it'll be cool. You're going to off-road a, a lifted Tesla. A lifted mm-hmm. Tesla. Model Y. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Huh. Why? <laughs> because? Why because not? Because you can. Why not? Yeah. Huh. wonder how loud it will be inside because they don't have much... A damping. Yeah, our friends at Soundskin make a full uh, Model 3. It's, Model wait, y. is it damping or dampening? It's dampening. No. No, it's damping. 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 damping is getting wet. Yeah, that's right, damping. Uh, all right, well, that's it for news. What do you say we give Well, our... that's it? No, it's fine. We're going to extend the news with an update from our buddy Jordan Mobauer from Florida Truck Meets. That's not how you say it. Update! The thing is, Holman, uh, Jordan can't hide from us. We just got to call him. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Jordan well, Mobauer, you're going to pick no, up no, the no, phone. No, no. Hold on, hold on. What, what, hold what? on, hold on. You can't just go into it that way. We have to preface with, George's like, guys, I got news. I've got an update. And he's like, can I be on the show? We're like, well, we're not recording for like another week. And he's like, yeah, yeah, call me. And then we forgot. And then I'm like, we should call him. And then we're like, do we tell him we're calling him? And you're like, no, bum rush him. Bum rush him. So that's what this is. Jordan doesn't know that we're calling right now. No, he does not. And he's uh, three hours ahead and it's late, really late there. Oh, not for Jordan. He hasn't passed out yet. Yeah, I think he does. He passes out around midnight or one. Really? That late? Yeah. I think he's getting together with his uh, new girl. Dude, been following that uh, Odyssey on uh, I, I was there on when the gram. They, I was there when they got together the first time. Yeah, there was some of that. Why is he not picking up? Jordan! Brown now. Chicken brown cow! Whoa! Whoa! Yo, whoa! whoa. Yo, yeah, he's right there! Whoa! Oh my goodness! We told you we'd call you for an update! Yeah. Now, hold on. Jordan, we need to know, are you getting down? Are you down there with the chickie? No, 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 not oh, right now. Liar. <laughs> not right is, now. Is, is she within earshot? 
No. <laughs> you and you and your new uh, gal pal have been uh, gallivanting all no, 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 around no, 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 no. the planet. He and his new gal pal need to get the hell out of my Instagram feed because I'm like, Holy not again, dude. dude. Like seriously, if I see that freaking ginger red beard and straw hat one more time, he's like, I think he quit. He's just vacationing with her. So, what's the story here? You sold Florida truck meat, and now you got something new. Hell no. If I sold for a truck <laughs> me, you guys need to check me into the insane asylum. I, I love that show. Now, no, we just, we're moving. We're moving north. You're moving so again. We're, uh, yeah, we're moving again. All right. Give us the deeds yeah, what's happening. Take- so Florida Truck Meat is now called... Carolina squat meat? No, not Carolina <laughs> squat. Oh, you didn't go that far north? No, oh. come on now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, we're, we're, keeping, Bermuda, wait, wait, wait. we're keeping the name. The Bermuda yeah. Truck Meat. <laughs> Bermuda truck meat. What's it called? Florida truck meat is now called Florida truck meat. <laughs> oh, wait, what? It's still in Florida, Lightning. Exactly. I he thought it just, was changing uh, names and no. Why would he change the name? He already has a URL. You know what a pain in the butt well, is. Mm-hmm. Remember, everybody to well, hold on a second. It was Daytona truck meet, and then right. it was, and then it was, you couldn't call it Homestead truck meet. That's lame. So no. he was good Florida truck right. meet. Right. So now Florida's even better because he can move it anywhere within the state, even the freaking Panhandle, and he doesn't have to change exactly. his URL or his T-shirts. Okay. Or his business. Exactly. Stuff. So then, where and when is Florida truck meet 2024? It is at. Orlando Speed World in Orlando, Florida, April 5th through 7th. All right, wow. so Lightning's going to create an event for you, an event page on truckshowpodcast.com. Uh, if you email him, lightning at truckshowpodcast.com, the details, because even though he edits the show, he will not write this information down and will need it in email in order to uh, promote it. <laughs> I think I'll just go to his website and get it, or his Facebook feed, or Instagram. All right, that, that, uh, that date again, that date again. April fifth through the seventh. April fifth through seventh. Five 7th. through seven. I'm just seeing if it's if I can go this year. How, wait a minute. You don't have plans a year from now. I what do. You, wait, oh, you already know it's going to be Easter Jeep Safari time, so you can't make. No. It no. I no. no. When is Easter Jeep Safari? No. Easter's the thirty first of March. This is after Easter. I might be able to go. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, all right. What? I'm putting what? it in the calendar. No I, I might be able to go. What do you mean, might? Well, because I commit I'm, to it. I'm poor now. Commit to it. I, I don't, can't even afford gas to go out in the desert. Commit to it. Do commit it? to it. I'm putting it as Here's a placeholder no, in I've my already calendar. Ta- listen, oh Jordan, my goodness. Listen, Jordan, uh, we had a sidebar, and he's going to pay for us to fly first class <laughs> to Orlando. I already talked to him. He's putting it up, uh, uh-huh. you know, putting us up in a hotel, uh-huh. and he's got. A golf cart for us. If he has all those things, yes. I will definitely go. He, dude, he's doing it. He's yep. going big. That's okay. how we're, we're going to dedicate so much airtime to Florida <laughs> Truck Meet in Orlando, April three and four, <coughs> three four five, whatever it is. What is it again? Uh, April three four five. Five six seven. Five six seven. Twenty twenty four. Exactly mm-hmm. next April. year, mm-hmm. and it's in Orlando. It's going to be off the chain. Right. Dude. Look, look. What have I done in my calendar? Right there. There it is. It's in there. Now, that, that's, by yeah, the way, now, wait a minute. As whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. as never... you know, hold on, hold on. Lightning. Never thought I'd see the day. Hold on. Hey, I've been out there before, pal. All right, just been a couple years. How many times has Lightning been there? Hold on. Four. No, that's right. (laughs) Four. Because I can send you as my proxy because that's how that works sometimes. You are weak. Listen. Just it's like I sent you to Amsoil as a proxy. Just like I sent you to your own Banks event as my proxy. Just as you sent me to your own Banks (laughs) event as your proxy. (laughs) All right, listen. You should know. That the first step in getting Holman to show up anywhere is for him to put a placeholder in his calendar. You, this, this is momentous. Yes. 
If that's in there, it lives, by, it lives and dies by the calendar. It does. It does. If my Apple Watch doesn't tell me where to show up in the next ten minutes, I don't know what I'm doing this day. So, it's even better if there's bourbon and a cigar waiting for you. Lightning, let me show you this. This mm-hmm. is my July 2023 calendar. So all days are marked in different colors. There's not a single day that's not marked. <laughs> and how many? And some of these days have like this one. Yeah. Five more events under those four day ones. That's stupid. That's my calendar. Well, erase some. <laughs> well, I have some busy. <laughs> my point. That's why I'm saying I'm getting in but the calendar. But you can't put things like like go to the bathroom and eat breakfast. Like you can't put like daily activities no, on there. No, that's not what's in there. Well, what is <laughs> what? His poop schedule too. <laughs> no, that yeah, I can't do a schedule on that. It just it's not it's not consistent enough. Really. Yeah. Wait till you get older. Oh, when not... you get older, it'll it'll be consistent. <laughs> no, it's consistently not consistent. Really? Yeah. Except for the one at <laughs> certain days after you know, like a uh, a one a.m. carniceria burrito, mm-hmm. and then it's like you get the four thirty or five a.m. one where you're like planning to wake up at eight. Oh, but no, now your day's got, ruined because you got the gurgles. Dude, the, no, not the gurgles. The the sleep poops. Like the worst That's in the world. The worst. Like I don't mind. Dude, getting, I had that dude, about. I don't mind waking up to pee. You get up. You're like on autopilot. You you hit a couple walls with your shoulders. You find yourself to the bathroom. You probably are pretty good and don't pee all over the seat. You return to the bed and you pass out. If you are up for ten minutes because of a sleep poop, you're it up. was erupting. That's it. Your you're your up. day has started, dude. I had eruption. It was yep. awful, and yeah. I I spackled the toilet. And you and went for like, coffee oh, was, right after that and read the morning newspaper. I do not drink coffee. There was so no, no, no chemicals I didn't. that could nope. clean up that mess. Got up. I had a half a like a quarter of a monster. And it did you go shower? And did you walk to like the local park and sit on the park bench and just sigh? With what you, you should be sleeping, but you're not. So now you and the, that old guy who takes his walk every morning at five thirty, you're hanging on the park bench together. Just watch the pigeons fly around at dawn. Yeah. Something. No. Oh, oh, watch the pigeons fly around at dawn. Yeah, that's that's an album cover. That's an album cover. Right <laughs> yeah, there, right there. All right. So Jordan, it's in my calendar. Uh, I am pretty darn Hell sure yeah. that I will be able to make this. Happen. Jordan, what is? Going I really to be, hope that's true. Jordan, Jordan, we ask you this every year. What is mm-hmm. going to be different? What do you have yet? What do you have planned for Florida Truck Meet in Orlando next April? So we're really switching gears on this. We've normally always just been kind of a show with you know little little tidbits of things here and there. You know, like we did the tug of wars last year, which and is a lot of fun, had... by the way. I gotta, I got, gotta oh be, yeah, gotta yeah. be so mad. Prospect, I was with trucks, please, right? The tug yeah. of wars with trucks. They're, they're, yes. Uh... Okay, just checking. Yeah, they're coming back again, so we've got that, but we're really switching gears to more performance style, and with the venue that we have now, we have a drag strip, so we will be having diesel drags, um, among other things now. So we've added that. Among we got other dyno things. competition coming on. Trucks Gone Wild will be back. They'll be doing Tug of Wars at night. Will you have so a we'll t-shirt cannon for me? I don't care about anything else. Uh, will you have a t-shirt cannon on Nitro for me? On nitro, uh, yeah. Remember, they're nitrogen, and we're shooting like big old puffy like clouds of explosion <laughs> and t-shirts out to the crowd. And then I, I had the CO two, and I was because it was muggy. I had to get the sweat off the models with it and stuff. Because you had the one yep. punch. You were on. We were on stage with the models with yes. all the, the bikini and I was cooling girls. them off. And we were shooting or throwing t-shirts. It was great. <laughs> Is that what you call it? I don't know. Whatever. Yes, we'll, we're going to have all that. We're going to have the same DJ guy. He'll have the CO two cannons, and then I know for a fact my buddy Zacco who actually has the Killing It Lifestyle mud truck, he'll have a T-shirt cannon. So, right. yeah, we'll have all of that for you. you know? I right, love it. Do you have permission to do the bikini contest again? Uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness, my friend. <laughs> once, uh, <laughs> Listen, once you put a ring on the finger of that girlfriend of yours, you will realize that the, the rules change, and you have to uh, 
You've got to subvert some uh, some no, things. And- no, Holman's <laughs> wife is cool. She's fine with it. She's no, he, he's not banging around or anything. He's he's a loyal dude. So <laughs> I, my I, girlfriend's I, pretty cool too. She was actually on the stage during the bikini contest in Homestead, so she was enjoying it as well. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a yeah. keeper. That's a keeper. What kind of food are you gonna have? Because halfway through the day, I'm gonna be really hungry, and I don't want to wait in a freaking eight hour line <laughs> for a grilled cheese sandwich from a truck. I know the the track already has a bunch of food trucks already coming. So All right, make sure they, they're good ones. Got that covered for us. And so, will there be cold Dr. Oh, Pepper? Hold on, wait, I got to stop. He, no, cold Dr. Pepper. That trumps all. He'll have that. He'll have that. He, he's I want to hear that. it from yes. him, Lightning. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes, what? Yes, I will have co- ice cold Dr. Pepper. Thank you. I don't do remember you, the name of the truck. Do you want the glass bottles again? Yes, if that's a possibility, of course. The only bottles you, that are good with soda are glass. The cans are Listen, the, the cans if you are want better. it, you get it. Just, just tell me I will have it there. Ice cold waiting. I like this. This is good. I like this, Jordan. Yeah. New York style pizza. <laughs> hey, Jordan, did I send you a picture of the Did podcast? you hear me? Wait. New York freaking style pizza. He had a New York style pizza. A guy from Brooklyn. Yeah. It's set up in Naples, mm-hmm. Florida. Right. And he had the truck show up. Right. And I had a piece each day, all yeah, three days. But the problem is you realize New York pizza can't be replicated outside of New York because the nasty New York water is what makes it so magical. Really? Yeah. They ship the water down. Oh. Oh, all right. Well, that, yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing. This yeah. guy was straight. His accent was thick. He I love was, it. He was from No, Brooklyn. but that's a the thing. They're like, the reason New York pizza can't be directly copied outside of New York City is the water to mix the flour into the dough is does not yep. have the same mineral content and rust and sewage that regular New York has. It's and got, so it just doesn't yep. taste too much, too much iron in it. The, whatever it is. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, they, they cook off all the bad stuff in the brick oven, and uh, and what's left is just pure uh, edible magic. Yeah, no, they, they fixed that problem. They had the water shipped down. Crazy. Hey, Jordan, I sent you a picture of our sticker wall in the pod shed, right? And, and you saw what was oh. at the pinnacle of the roof? I mean, I couldn't be more honored. I mean, that's just you, that's perfect placement right you there. Are, oh, you are our highest place sticker. It is. In I'm the not going to say he's where Jesus would be. Well, but if, if we had a Jesus <laughs> it, statue. It, listen, in other parts of my house where the Jesus cross is, uh-huh. yeah, it's Jordan in the, <laughs> occupying that space. Although you're on top of a I set can, of steer horns. So take that for what I it's can worth. be a red beard of Jesus. <laughs> but, it's, but the sticker for those who haven't seen it, Jordan's arms are outstretched. It's a cartoon a of Jordan, head. and it says update in orange across it, and his arms are outstretched. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's the best. Okay, Jordan, we got to get down to the brass tacks here. So. We own a truck, yeah. and we want to show our truck, or our club wants to show all of our trucks in Orlando next year. Where do we go? What do we do? What does it cost? Uh, so our website is fltruckmeet.com. I think next week we'll have all registration and everything open, including vendor pricing, stuff like that. It's, this uh, this whole move happened really, really fast. We uh, we got been about two years in the making of talking to this venue and finally – getting a meeting set up and all that stuff. You know how that all works. Did you have to get uh, dirt on them? I mean, I got dirty there. (laughs) Did did you have to, like, grease the mouse or anything? Or, because, you know, they don't like uh, competing events within their space. No, it worked out great, actually. They they even moved one of their events to help us fit in there. So we've got control of the entire property. So we've got, they, they even have an oval track on site. They've got a skid pad way out in the back. Um, they're clearing out more land for extra parking across the street. So we're going to have room for, oh man, thousands Dude, of trucks. You know what's going to hey. be awesome? When Daytona calls you crying and groveling on their knees and they're like, <laughs> we 
we're so sorry. We were short-sighted and dumb, Mr. Jordan. Yeah, we'll see if that ever happens. But I, <laughs> we've been we've been putting in the work to get back to Daytona. That's the goal is to always get back there. And uh, I think with the placement of you know the April dates that keeps us open to having Daytona, you know, in our June time frame, like we've always had it, just a beginning of the summer type thing. Um, the government in that area is still a little iffy, wonky. So, wonky. Yeah, we'll just wonky. So, you know, once that gets corrected, you know, we'll probably end up getting back there. But just for right now, it's still a temporary hold. But we still stay in contact. We still work with them very well. Um, we love the people over there at Daytona. They, uh, they've been busy, that's for sure. So we're, uh, we'll be here when they're ready for us. Tell me, Jordan, what do you have planned for nightlife? Because in Daytona, you didn't, the nightlife wasn't really a thing in Homestead. But in Daytona, which is kind of your birthplace, it popped off at night. It was a lot of fun, and it was close to the beach. So what you would do during the day, you'd cruise the beach, and then you'd go to the show, and then at night you went to this massive outdoor mall across the street from the racetrack there in Daytona, and it would be thousands of trucks and people blasting stereos, and it was surprisingly no issues, no fights, just music. There's like people break out and break out in dance parties and stuff, but it was rad. Will we expect to see any of that in Orlando? Yeah. So um, the the property itself is about fifteen to twenty minutes from downtown Orlando, and the nightlife there is awesome. Uh, but we're also working on doing nightlife at our own venue. So. Luckily, with Orlando Speed World, they want us to stay there at night. They want us to no, that's great. have a basically a full-time schedule. So we're already working on a pre-party there. Um, that'll be either Thursday or Friday night. And then also doing nighttime truck tugs, dyno runs, even drag racing at night. And uh, one, that place is actually one of the very few places in the state that doesn't really have a curfew. Like, they don't have a sound ordinance issue there. So they can keep going as long as they just don't really piss off the neighbors very much. But apparently, all the neighbors love the place right now. So oh, don't um, Jordan, don't ruin that. Don't tell those uh, that Miami <laughs> audio company that comes with that red uh, Jeep JL every year. Dear God, is that loud? Holy mackerel! What is that? Not what is DV eight? DV? What's that? What's that company? What DSAT. Your, yeah. Oh, oh my DSAT, lord. DSAT. Yeah. Damn. They are they they are just like their slogan. We like it loud. That's how they Dude, do Holman, it. Dude, Holman, uh, I don't know if you ever experienced that. That what? is like exactly. Holy mackerel! Huh? Yeah. I love I love car audio more than anyone. I don't in this like room. to feel it inside my veins. But dude, this pierced my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'm gonna. I, I learned some things from the last time I went out there, and that's bring uh, earplugs just in case. We've already got a section marked off for them kind of off to the side so they can blast music at each other and just have a good old time doing that. So uh, <laughs> has your uh, lovely governor uh, submitted a uh, letter of commendation to you yet for doing the Lord's work down there? Man, I, I would love that. <laughs> you got any connections? No, no, I, I, I'm just going to uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see if uh, you guys are going to have to replace them or not, because I kind of feel like. Repl- don't don't leave a good thing. Replace DeSantis. Why? Because he might leave if he ends up going the next level. Then what happens to Florida? I hope when you say going the next, there's either president or right, he's going to exa- run for yeah, governor again. I'm sorry if you haven't opened up the newspaper lately, Lightning, but he is running for president. <laughs> I, I realize. So that, if but... he were to get elected, what happens to Florida? Are there enough yeah, shark no, teeth down there? That's to, a question dude, we've all been asking. Yeah. We, He's we not I, person, I personally that. think you guys are the ones that are sabotaging his campaign because you don't want to give him up. 
<laughs> you don't want to share it with the rest of the country. <laughs> he's not. You're he's, actually he's not going right the, there. He's not going the distance, my friend. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, because of Florida, they're like, no, dude, we're we're they're, they love the guy. We're they're digging up dirt on him. Yeah, they they have him chained to the basement. They're like, no, dude, you can't leave. <laughs> can't leave. FLTruckMeet.com is where you're going to get all the uh, the details about how to show, how to attend, and and uh, and yes, whatnot. Sir. All right. Yeah, fltruckme.com is their website for all registration and info purposes. But you know our Instagram, Florida Truck Meet, all one word. That's where we, you know, do most of the posting, and it goes to our Facebook as well. So that's how we do it. All right, brother. Well, uh, thanks for uh, picking up your phone because we thought for sure this was yeah. going to be a big giant dud, and it ended up being all right. It's only it's only eleven thirty in the East Coast. It's Lighting fine. said you had warm milk and went to bed at ten. I'm like, not our Jordan. No, but remember, hold on a second. When we were in our last, studio, if I had warm milk, I actually would. So just just right. a second, if you recall, Holman, uh-huh. when we were at Motor Trend, yeah, and we called him, it was about like, I do recall it was about eleven o'clock his time, and uh-huh. it rang and it rang and rang. Yeah. The next day, he goes he left a message. Sorry, for us. I was asleep. That was oh. rare. We just caught him on an off night. That's right. all. Well, we thought tonight he was. <laughs> Boning, you know what I mean? Like we just thought he was. Yeah. I mean, I don't think of Jordan you like that. Me, that was all you. <laughs> you caught me at just the right time. I was just about to doze off, so you, it was perfect timing. Dude, we got him right after his evening poopy and uh, right before he went the to bed. The best part yep. is now he's all pumped up. He's not yep. going to go to bed. Yeah, he's you know, sleeping. You know he's where he's going? Staring at the ceiling. He's going to walk in the park and sit on the park bench and stay awake for a while. And <laughs> watch, wonder, watch the pigeons. Watch at the dawn. moon moonrise or something. <laughs> all right, brother. Go over there. Good, good to chat with you. Oh, it's always good to hear from you guys, man. I uh, I miss you guys so much. And uh, Sean, I really hope that you get to make it this time. Now, wait, Jordan. I've got Jordan, 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 Jordan. I'm going to give you a tip yes. here, a friendly tip. Just the tip, though. What you got? If you, if, that's disgusting. If you, <laughs> if you book his flight for him, he will attend. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you, if you say, hey. Give me your driver's license, your Delta frequent flyer info, and you book the freaking ticket, the dude will attend. But if you leave him to his own devices, it's 50-50. I would agree with that, 50-50, if left to my own device. No, listen, it's in my calendar, so I'm going to move the odds to 70-30. Still not great. No, listen, I, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that I bought the package for the Frontier Airlines for the cheap flights, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. You'll be Frontier. fine. Yeah, I'm definitely not going then. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go either. Listen, any... <laughs> Anything that has an engine cowl with like animals on it is not, yeah. you know, they're not in a serious airline. <laughs> the 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 things that are inside the tube shouldn't be on the outside of the tube. If I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be on the the wild animal flight. Yeah, no thanks. It's just like Spirit Airlines are like, hey, we're a cheap ass airline written on their engines. You're going, yeah, no, Mm-mm. no. I just give me a regular old mainline airline that uh, takes off and lands safely. It's like forty bucks more, and I get, you know a water and some sun chips and I'm happy. Like I don't require much. I, I freaking love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we, we got to drink bourbon together cause it's been a while. And, and I got to tell you, I, I have uh, gotten into some good stuff lately. And I, every time I have something good, I always say, ah, maybe I should, I should uh, text you with a photo. And then I remember that you will text me mm-hmm. and outdo me about five to one. And then I just don't do it because I'm like, I just listen, I will roll out the full blown red carpet for you. I will bring down some of my best bottles, all the, Will it purple tops, the old Ooh. cars, whatever you want, man, I got you. And I'll hook you up with a 50th anniversary Padron. So oh, dude, that, that's Whoa. a that's a mighty uh that's a mighty good one. Dude, I've been uh, you know what I've been loving lately that are oh, so yeah. hard to find is uh Liga Pravada T fifty twos. 
and and uh, nasty Fritas. Oh my god, that's my new favorite like porch smoke cigar. Anybody who's listening right now, if you love a good dark Maduro style cigar, and if you know anything about Drew Estate, they're like killing it with cigars right now. Like every other brands are off the hook, but they've got. Did you say Drew Estate? Drew Estate. They've got a brand called Liga Pravada. And there's what's called, and I shouldn't say this on the air because they're already freaking hard enough to find. And all you people are going to start looking for them. I had to buy my last box from Hong Kong. That's how hard they are to find. Anyway, so they got the Liga Pravada number nine and the T52. T52, I absolutely adore. But they have this one called a Nasty Fritas. And you it looks what, like you, you a little mirror me- right now. Hold on. Just hold on a second. Let me tell my story and then you can butt in with your mm-hmm. lightningness. It's like a little <laughs> megaphone, like a little triangular shaped thing. But what they do is they take the trimmings or the cuttings from the T52 and the number nine and make this little cigar called a, a Nasty Fritas. It's oily. It smokes like a freight train. There's there hints of coffee, cocoa, leather, and it is one of the most just sublime porch smokes you'll ever have. So yeah. there's my there's my pro tip to you guys. Mm-hmm. I've been really loving that. Uh, oh, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, I, all I can hear, about. all I can hear is I'm spending money when I should be making truck show podcast t-shirts. I didn't say I spent that recently because I don't have money, money to spend. spend. You yeah. only well, live you. once, there, Jay. Come on. You know what would be uh, spending good money is uh, opening up that birthday bourbon with me. That would be spending lots of good money. There we go. Let's do that. Dude, I haven't had the birthday bourbon. I keep hearing how good it is, and it's like, man, so. Well, good. it depends which year you get. Yeah, I think oh. like twenty twenty eight. Uh, 2018 or 2019 was was like the last of the two good years. Ooh, Anything good past know. 21 is uh, just kind of water. All right. Well, then, so give me the uh, crappy stuff, and I won't know the difference. And you guys well, suck here, so, down the 18 and 19. So I love the I love Angels Envy. I love Angels Envy Rye. That's like one of my go tos. And they had that Angels Envy oh, yeah. ice cider, and I thought that was going to be that. amazing, and it was just okay. I still love Rye. It's just a great for the price. I don't think you can get mm-hmm. a better glass. So oh, good. Are we still talking about bourbon? I mean, Jordan and I yes. are, because we're going to bond over it in Florida when I see him, because mm-hmm. it's in my calendar. Oh, man. Okay. All right, brother. Yep. All right, fltruckmeet.com, guys. <laughs> Register your truck. Thank get you, your guys. tickets now, because this thing, this one will probably sell out. Uh, it will sell out, especially now. This is going to be a good one, for sure. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Go to bed. Good night. All right, buddy. See ya. <laughs> Love you guys. Right. Later, Scott. Love you. Made it. Bye. All right, we go from a future event to a past event. Now, Holman, you joined uh, the Banks Friends and Family event about two weeks ago, two Saturdays ago, and uh, it originally was going to be for like 170 employees at Banks for their friends and, and family. It ended up being for 1,000 people. And it ended up being for many more than that. It was, yes. Uh, quite a bit of people. It was actually really well done. So I think I said this on the last show. Kudos to you and the uh, the Banks team. It was very cool seeing uh, how many disparate vehicles had Banks product on them. Yeah, it was wild. From a, cool. uh, a big turbo Volkswagen bug. All the way on up. All the way up to a uh, ginormous lifted dually. Yes. So everything you, in between. Uh, you guys asked me if I'd be willing to walk around and do uh, some internal videos for banks and stuff. But then uh, I had a really actually pretty cool off-the-cuff conversation with Gail himself that you guys turned into its own standalone piece that you uh, launched out on the interwebs. And so uh, we can share that here on the Truck Show Podcast. If you want. Yeah, sure. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be invited to the bank's headquarters in Azusa, California, where Gail Banks was hosting a friend and family event. They had trucks, jeeps, race cars, and activities to keep everyone entertained. But I think the biggest thrill was being able to talk shop with Gail himself. All right, so here we are inside Banks Power at the Banks Summer 2023 Open House. And we're just going to wander around, find some people, find some great products, and maybe even find the man himself. What do you say? Let's go find Gail. 
Look, it's Gail Banks, <laughs> the one and only. Yeah. So uh, you're throwing this 2023 summer shindig here at uh, the Banks campus. Yes. Last year you just celebrated 60 years in business? 65. 65 years yeah. in business. 1958 to 2023. So how long have you been at this facility? 80, since 83. So do the math. <laughs> 40 years, huh? So where are we standing right now? We're in North Engineering. This is kind of the electronics area, uh, but there, a lot of hot test happens up here. Chassis dyno is outside. There are two engine dynos to our back here, and uh, we have three more engine dynos in Banks Tech where we build the military engines. As we develop electronics, we want a live test. The street is not always uh, friendly. Conducive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or the weather's not conducive, or the wind is, and it screws up your reading, so we duplicate the street on the chassis dyno, and it's repeatable there and you can control the weather weather condition. There's no windy aspect to it. The dyno adds in that drag, and it does it the same every time. The, the normal arrow on a still day that you might have. So I'm real happy, you know, that uh, it's a double absorber Mustang that we've been running. You can run a soft Bonneville car on it. You can run up to 200 miles an hour. Well, and you have had it calibrated versus OE dynos that are other places in the country. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly how reliable and accurate yeah, it is. Now, you know, it was kind of a Ford thing. <laughs> Ford got a little war, a horsepower war. They're still in a horsepower war with Cummins and Duramax and uh, came out with a soft tune-up. This is years ago. You may remember this. And then Duramax came out with their power number and beat them. But Ford had one, you know, a hole card. And so they come out with a, a more aggressive tune. Somebody, a journalist, I can't remember his name, it's years ago, uh, came out here and he was working with Fords. We ran the original tune. He took the truck to the dealership, came back, we ran the hot rod tune, so <laughs> to speak. And our numbers were within two horsepower of Ford. So I went, you know what? We're looking pretty good. Yeah. Our engine dyno is a similar deal. We did a comparison with Cummins. Well, and behind you right now, you have all these engines that have Banks products. We've been talking to people all day. You've got employees that are here. You've got yeah. former employees that are here. You've got friends, fans of the brand, people coming up and saying hi. Yeah. What's, what is today all about and what does it mean to you after 65 years of business? Well, <laughs> I tell you what, this is where everybody gets to rock their stuff that works here. Yeah. This is what I do, show the family. Yeah. We like to do stuff like this. You know, we do food truck Friday once a month uh, where all, everybody assembles and we talk it out and have, have chow and what have you. But we like to do things that involve the people that work here. And it's just part of saying, we value you being here. Yeah, I mean, you, know. you probably wouldn't have gotten this far without all the great people that have collaborated and worked with you over the years. And it's amazing to see some of the old faces. I mean, there's people here with you well over 30 years. You know what, you can have a facility. We have a pretty nice facility. We have pretty nice equipment. But unless you have people that can come in and design the stuff on the computer, fab the stuff in the fab shop, machine the stuff in the machine shop, bend the tubing, do all the stuff. And you're doing uh, all that right here in Azusa, California. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm trying to keep everything in the United States. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff we're, we're doing in the Midwest. Uh, so we supply a lot of engines uh, currently to Oshkosh Truck 
for the Joint Light Tactical Vehicle uh, program. We've done about 22,000 uh, Banks Duramax engines, and we just won the, the second contract against CAT, so that'll be till 24 to 2034, 10 years wow. worth of engines. And we had to kind of do battle with Cadillac, uh, Cat, Cadillac, Cats, <laughs> Caterpillars, right. sales engineers. Uh, so I put my sales hat on, went back, back and did a contrast for, for the it's Army. It's pretty nice when the guy who has his name on the building is the same guy coming to, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I enjoy showing up. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, well, I'm 80 years old. What the hell am I doing here? Why am I not kicked back in the Bahamas or something? Well, I can't drink that much. Let's start there. <laughs> I can't spend all day boozing it. I'm a hit one and I'm done for the day. But this stuff, if you keep learning, you don't get old, right? And I get to hang with people exactly like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just how it is. I love this, doing this. What does it mean to you, as long as you've been around, yeah. see the company grow, the diversity of product. I mean, you started with a very different product than what you offer today because the industry and technology has evolved and you've evolved with it. Exactly. But to see all these people who showed up because they're fans of what you did, they've got products on their vehicle that has your name on it. Yeah. And your name means something in the industry. I think that's that can't be understated. I think the history of what we've done, you know, we. I had all my heroes when I started out, 1958, uh, one of them, Two of them are still out there, Alex Exidius yep. and Ed Iskandarian. Both over 100. Both over 100. I went to Iski's 102nd birthday, what, 10 days ago? Yeah. And he's lucid and with it. I mean, good God. He's the first guy to ever sponsor me, uh, Cam and Kit. And I've watched the industry change. You know, we didn't touch diesel until 1978, so 20 years in. Yeah. And I wouldn't have touched diesel at that point, except GM gave me these... Uh, pre-production 6.2 diesel engines and said, can you make a marine engine out of one of these? Put some turbos. And they sent us a couple of pre-production pickups with the engines as well to support a Pontiac Firebird thing I was doing with Pontiac. And we soon learned they were gutless. And when we tried to try to put a couple of turbos and make them competitive as a hot boat motor, they, they didn't take the joke. Yeah. But we found a point where they were really serviceable and the turbo versus no turbo, less smoke and better fuel economy and lower exhaust temperatures, everything. People don't realize. Everything gets positive. You beat the industry with the first turbocharged diesel pickup truck in a dealership. That, yes, uh, we, be, we beat, <laughs> and we did. Uh, we did a lot of work with uh, John Rock when he was running GMC. And uh, one of the programs, other than the Cyclone, two years at Bonneville running that program, the engine plant at Moraine, Ohio, which was a, it was and is a great group of people, probably the highest quality engine plant in the corporation, uh, is the D-Max plant today. Same people. They were down to 17% capacity because in 83, Ford came with the 6.9 International Harvester yeah. engine. And everybody gravitated towards that. And pretty soon after a few years of bringing out the same sheet metal with the same engine, the press wasn't paying any attention to them, GM. So we used to have the International Truck Show in Anaheim. I get a call from Rock. He says, hey, I'm going to be out for the truck show. How about we have breakfast? I want to pitch a couple of things to you. So we had breakfast, and he told me, hey, 
either close down this engine plant or find another, you know, and find another diesel source, which there aren't any because he'd sniffed out the deal with Chrysler Corporation and Cummins. Yeah. And he said the only logical thing is do something with the present product that'll attract the press. And he says, you've been turbocharging these things since 82, since the first truck came out. We know and we don't feel you in our warranty expense. That was a huge compliment. I knew then, I did it right, yeah. you know. And uh, I said, okay, what, what do you propose? He says, well, if, if you will uh, warrant your turbo system and your instrumentation, exhaust and all that, we'll warrant the truck and we'll sell them out of our dealerships, of which they had 2,500. So one year before the Dodge Cummins came out, the bank's Turbo 6.2 was out there. So that was insane. We only did it with GMC. The sales were fantastic. We set up uh, working with the, some of the Rinky family in the Detroit area, uh, an install facility run by the Rinkies in Almont, Michigan, and an impound yard. So they built the, the trucks and the Suburbans in Flint, Flint Assembly. They sent them horizontally across the map to us. The Rinkies put our stuff on, and I said, you got to inspect the whole truck. If anything's wrong with that truck when it goes to the dealer, they'll blame the turbo. Yeah. It, it, you know, it could be the windshield right, wipers, right. and they'll blame the freaking turbo. <laughs> Power door locks, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's a turbo. People didn't understand it. So what really was beneficial was we got a lot of press. We'd have a hard time getting along without our Chevy Suburban. It's roomy, efficient, and comfortable. Plus, its diesel engine delivers the fuel economy that we need on our long highway hauls. Its only drawback is that its diesel isn't as quick as a gasoline engine. There is, however, a solution. An aftermarket system is now available that can turn a diesel Suburban into the biggest hot rod in the neighborhood. You can buy the turbo system over the counter at any of 600 Gale Banks dealers. And if you're considering a new Suburban, the conversion is a factory option available at 2,500 GMC truck dealers. And that went all the way through GM introducing the 6.5. And the early 6.5s weren't turboed either. And ultimately they were. And then Motor Trend Magazine, I'd never seen trucks in Motor Trend up to that point, did a test of the Dodge Cummins, the 6.5, I think the Ford was in there and ours. <laughs> and we outperformed, I think we outperformed all of them. We didn't have the best fuel economy. But it's like, yeah, yeah, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> it, it was close. So you own multiple patents. You started a cottage industry of diesel performance to see where it's gone today. I mean, all that came out of, you know, basically taking a lump of an engine from an OE and making it worth something. Yes. Yeah, and you talk about the patents. You know, that's 40 years ago, 41 years ago. Patents I did then have run their course. Yeah. I don't have them. But I keep doing new ones. That's the other thing that keeps me young, is I continue to You've gotten several in just the last year. Yeah, yeah, uh, in electronics. And I, I'm coming back into the oil system. I'm doing a general... I have a patent on a new way to control oil in the crankcase. Uh, instead of impact, profile scrapers, all that jive, I do it uh, passive. Drops aeration, drops oil temp, picks up a little horsepower, which is the horsepower that was being used to slam the oil into stuff. 
now I'm doing a second generation. The patent hasn't run out, but you, I can't turn it off. You know, well, so. I think it keeps you young. It's great to see the company. A lot of companies get to a point, they rest on their laurels. Yeah. You have absolutely continued to innovate, so congratulations on the success of the company over the years. I want to I want to make something absolutely clear. To the extent I can, I get the younger guys involved in the patent process. Because uh, when I finally uh, don't show up anymore, they need another to carry, twenty years they probably. They need to carry the freaking flag. <laughs> I hope I can do twenty. Yeah, you know, it's. I don't think it'll be a physical thing. I think it'll be a mental thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, you're, you're pretty sharp. <laughs> I know a lot of 40-year-olds that aren't as sharp as you are. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Including myself. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, we really appreciate your time. We're going to go check out the rest of the show. Thanks all for right. inviting us in and uh, sharing a little bit about the, the history of the company and your, your passion for the uh, automotive uh, industry. It's my pleasure. Hey, Holman, uh, do we have time to get to some five-star hotline? I think we always have time. For five star hotline. All right, six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Oh come on and be part of the show. Call the five star hotline six five seven two zero five six one zero five. It's the five star hotline. Five star hotline. Hey, Lightning Holman. Uh, it's Brandon, your rural delivery correspondent. Um, just giving you a call. Thank you so much for thinking of us delivery guys with that for transit story. Um, I did have one thing about that. Uh, typically our deliveries are like six to 10 seconds. That's putting the vehicle in park. I feel like we owe our audience that are just tuning in now an explanation of, of this story. Yeah, here. we talked about a uh, delivery technology that Ford was implementing or talking about, uh, did a patent on, I can't remember, for Ford of Europe for the transit. And so, so it's going to speed up deliveries, yeah, right? And you were saying... So, it, what was it, so the door is going to open faster when I'm like, it so locks what? when you're not there. You thought it was bogus. Yeah, so this I is still a, obviously a listener who is a uh, our delivery correspondent is going to set you straight. Hopping out, grabbing the package, delivering it, taking a photo, hopping back in the truck, and then putting it back in drive takes about six to ten seconds. So 20 hey, hold second on a second. savings. Pause. Uh, I want you to understand what six seconds is like. So we're going to start right uh, dude, now. My wife knows exactly what six <laughs> seconds is like. Let's do ten seconds. Uh -huh. Ready and go. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. 1,005, 1,006. So anyway, in about that time, he has... I was pretty accurate, wasn't parked, I? No, you weren't, but I was going to out really? you. Really? Okay. He was going to park, grab a package, drop it off, take a photo, get back in, drive to the next stop. That's a lot of stuff in that amount of time. Yeah? Although you are good at providing a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. That's what she said. <laughs> so 20-second savings uh, from the Ford Transit van. Um, because of uh, hitting the brake or locking the other doors, I, I think there's some good stuff within that. But uh, there's there's some other other things that they can be doing to promote efficiency. But I mean, keep keep on keeping on. Thanks for thinking of about us, and uh, I'm sure we'll cross some good stories about uh, delivering and trucks and all that type of jazz. Anyway, five stars. Uh, Mount to those parameters and keep on trucking, guys. Five star review! Five star! Mount to monitor key engine parameters. 
Uh, Brandon, call back anytime. If you have delivery stories, and this goes for anybody listening, 657-205-6105, we want to hear your stories, your stories of trials and triumphs and deliveries. And Code Brown while delivering. No, that's a particular package deliverer. 657-205-6105. Hey, guys. It's Ryan here again. Love your show. I just listened to the recent show from August 1st, I guess it is. That was yesterday's first show. Anyways, uh, yeah, love your show. To... <laughs> <laughs> he, died, he called right back. You know we have to leave that in here, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, let's get to his actual Hey, guys. Uh, Ryan here. I just listened to your latest show with the Hot Shot Secrets, and I swear by that stuff. I have a 2005 six-liter Ford that I bought as a non-running truck, and I put a brand-new crate engine in it from Ford with all of the bank's goodies stuff on there, exhaust, intake, air charger, and I run the 60 eliminator in the oil with Cam's oil, and I put the... Hot shot field treatment in every tank, every single tank, and I love that stuff. Good stuff. I think I'm going to start putting it in the Peterbilt, actually. So, good show. Love you guys. Keep up the good work, man. Have a great day. Right on. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much. Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Guys, seriously, it's it's a, we love hearing from you. It's kind of cool. Like this is one sided. Like it's just Holman and I are sitting in a freaking pod shed, the back of his house. Yapping at each other. It's like so talking it's, to a wall. So it's, it's nice when the wall talks back, although it's weird. It is a little weird. But no, we love it. No, so we please like do. 657-205-6105. Get anything you want off your chest. If you have a question about what suspension you need, what tires uh, you should be putting on that Ford F-150 that doesn't get modded. You know what I'm saying? Like or burning questions. I, I love our listener from uh, a few weeks ago who was talking about delivering at the soybean plant for you know fuels and what it was like to be driving in the middle of the night. We've had truckers call us from, you know, the, the the dead of night crossing uh, multiple states. We had that one guy who went like cross country and called us every time we hit a state line. We have listeners who are delivery drivers. If you're using a truck every day and you got a cool story to tell or just something interesting that we don't know the nuance to your job. We don't even think about like half the stuff that you maybe have to. Tell us about it. Share it with your truck show brethren. And I'd like to know about your truck. Do you have a truck that you're particularly fond of or... Have you owned a truck that you just couldn't sell fast enough? You hated it. Whatever it is, 657-205-6105. Hello, Lightning Holman. This is Justin Cox from Juco. I keep calling and not leaving my name. I've called a couple times. Last time I called about the family story with great-grandparents and the travel all and the Airstream. Um, I was just listening to your most recent episode, asking for people to call in, and then I was listening to episode 154, trying to catch up, and was listening about Land Cruisers, um, and it made me think of an awesome truck I saw at our local uh, yearly car show. Um, it's called the Chico Concours Elegance, even though they let anyone in with rat rods or anything. And I'll, I'll follow up with an email for that car show to put it on your events page. But anyway, I was at that car show last year with my family. I was walking by this old uh, Ford F1. I think it was a 49. And as I'm walking by, I'm like, wow, there's something weird about this. It has, like, it was four-wheel drive, which, first of all, is rare, but it didn't look like the typical, like, high boy style or, like, NAPCO four-wheel drive. And so I get closer to it, and I see that the front is IFS, and it's six lug, 
And I'm like, what? What's going on? And as I'm walking around the hood, I hear the owner say, this is what you're really not going to believe. And he pops the hood, and it has a <coughs> Toyota straight six turbo diesel out of one of the old Land Cruisers that we couldn't get in the U.S. I think it's like the FC, the CJ80 diesel engine. And then he put the body on a 90s Toyota truck frame and drivetrain, like my 90 pickup that I own. It was just a rad truck. His buddy, who was a, like an airline mechanic, wired it for him. So all the, all the fuses were in line and the wiring was absolutely gorgeous. And uh, he's painted it himself, so it wasn't, like, super, super pretty, but it was just, like, a reliable 49 Ford that he could drive coast-to-coast and find parts for. Super rad truck. Um, Love the show. Keep it up. Sorry about the beeping. I was accidentally work truck. Uh, Talk to you later. Bye. Dude, right on. Uh, And I believe uh, on those, it's a – I think it's an HDJ80 uh, designates the, uh, the diesel engine on those, so. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 657-205-6105 is the five-star hotline. Five-star. 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 Hotline. All right, Lighting, before uh, you hit the jingle and end the show, we got to uh, remind our listener to head on over to truckshowpodcast.com where you can click on the events calendar and you can uh, see all the events that have been submitted. We've you got, see that I dropped a couple new ones uh, in. There are, and I actually have uh, three or four coming up for you that I need to send you. Uh, but we've got the uh, No BS OBS Truck Show coming up. In, uh, <laughs> That's uh, a great name, by the way. It's a great name. Uh, Powerland Heritage Park. So where is that? It says, if you click on it, I don't recall. It's somewhere <laughs> back east. It's just someplace. Mm-hmm. No, I, all the info is in there. You just got to click into the button. All right. I, I don't know uh, where it's at. So, yeah, But you can uh, go to our website if you're curious <laughs> enough to find out. Well, uh, wait. When you says get tickets, click on the button I, right I, there. I got it. But I have to do other ones. Like September 5th through 9th, you've got the Broncos Super Celebration West somewhere. Uh, Buena Vista Rodeo Center. So I'm guessing that's Colorado. Uh, September 8th through the 10th, you got the Lifted Truck Nationals, the Mid-America Outdoors. From September 16th and 17th, you got the Grand National Truck Show. you got the Grand National Truck Show in Pomona Fairplex. That's local here. Yes, and we have been asked to attend that uh, as like VIPs. Who's we? You and me. By who? By my buddy Chris, who uh, is like a partner in that event. Uh, well, you should email me and about that and get on my calendar. By the way, he lives in Huntington, like two blocks from Why? Why doesn't he come here and talk about it? Uh, that's a great idea. We should have him on. Well, why wouldn't think we? About it. Yeah. Lives, you know my Chris. Neighbor. You know Chris. He used to work at Toyo back in the day. Maybe. All right. We'll Not have sure him come to the podcast. All right. Okay, got it. All right. All right. How about uh, September 21st through 24th? It's the 8th annual 70 Series Land Cruiser meet and greet, which is awesome, out at Wind Rock Park. And last but not least, uh, September 29th and 30th, we'll do it for September. That's the uh, C10 Nationals in Nashville at the Nashville Super Speedway. So uh, information on all those events are online at truckshowpodcast.com. And please send us your event, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, and we will put it up on our event calendar. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. All right, he's at Sean P. Holman. I'm at LBC Lightning on the Gram. You can email us. I'm lightning at truckshowpodcast.com. He's Holman at truckshowpodcast.com. We already gave out the main Gmail. So if uh, if there's someone you think we should have on the show, don't forward it to us because we have way too many guests lined up. <laughs> <laughs> or, or email us and don't put it into our, uh, our uh, socials. Did you see the message that now... 
plays for anybody who tries to contact us on social? No. You didn't see I changed it? No. Oh, this is this is awesome. All right, so now if you go to uh, Truck Show Podcast uh, on Instagram and yeah. you try and send us a message, you it's automated, so it's like an well, auto it was all, Yeah, it was already automated. But the reply was something that was like, thank you for calling us at such a thing. And I'm like, well, that, that doesn't work for me. So now this is what you get. Hi, thanks for contacting the Truck Show Podcast. We assure you that we've received your message, but Lightning and Holman are as awful at responding here as they are at <laughs> podcasting. If you require a more immediate response or are submitting events, know your notes or suggestions, please shoot us an email at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's the perfect response. That's the response on uh, Instagram and Facebook now. So that I'll, is outstanding. Because well I want people to stop <laughs> messaging us there because <laughs> I'll go for my, you know, uh, a really good constitutional where I have extra time to look at extra things and go, oh, I haven't seen anything you know, from our mail in a while. And then I'll go, there's 47 messages. And there's yeah. all these people who are like, oh, I dude, need, you guys I need have this, been, um, so we, we don't do enough on Facebook. We just don't. We don't. And, and you, we know you guys are there. I am on there. Yeah. I am on yeah. Facebook all day. When I say all day, I all mean yeah. all day, but I'm there for work and I'm yeah. there a little bit for personal. And then at the end, I have no time for, for TSP, right? So we don't have, we need to hire. I need to get like Steven from work or something just to help help a brother out. Like yeah. we need, we he, like he needs to sort through and go. Hey, you guys need to address this yeah. question and this C- question. Call on these Facebook. Dudes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, we'll get there. You know what so, we need to we're do? Sorry. We need to admin one of our great listeners to help us run the Facebook page. Uh, That's what my old Kevin you, and Bean morning think, crew used to do. Do you think they would pay us to do it? What? Find somebody to pay us to be part of our show. <laughs> no, oh. we got to pay us. Oh well, that's no, but I mean, it's a bad idea. Do, does anybody out there have like uh, time, time, or <laughs> or maybe you've got like a eighteen year old son that's looking for a like a quote unquote internship yeah, where we'll we could give him, him a some fake credit, yeah, and a sticker. Yeah, no, let's give him some fake school credit. You yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Or it could be real school credit right, if right. they accept it from us. I, no, they're not going to accept it from <laughs> us. We're a bunch of yahoos. Well, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, the, it is what it is. We'll we'll do our best with what we got. No, it but, is. Uh, it doesn't have to be. It is what it is. We can get it, help. But it, we can't. We have thousands and thousands of listeners. One of them somewhere in the country. They don't want to work we'll, for us. We'll we'll say I'll be. An I don't want to work Facebook for page. us. No, no, no. no? They, they they just want to listen. They want weekly entertainment or to yell at the radio and wonder why they tune in every week. But uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. I well, want to meet the guy. I want to meet the guy that's actually put a hole in his dashboard. Because he's pounded it so hard yelling at us. Well, that guy, if he had a Nissan Titan or Frontier, would not have that problem because I hear their dashboards are uh, hewn from solid blocks of granite. <laughs> really? So if you want a truck that is so durable that it is as it tough as a rock, that's right, you want to head on over to uh, NissanUSA.com where you can build a price, your Frontier or Titan, and uh, head on down to your local dealership. You can see them in person and tell them that the Truck Show Podcast sent you where people will quizzically look at you and hopefully go, well, that sounds cool. I'll listen to. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for 50 state emissions compliant performance parts. You know I am. One of the spots you need to check is bankspower.com. If you're looking for a set of 7.5 liter gasser headers, maybe four liter for your Jeep, man, you got to go over to bankspower.com, type in your year making model. And that way, when you bolt the headers onto your truck and you go get them smogged, you're going to pass. And you need wheels and tires. You know you do. At least you want them. Even if you got a brand new rig, you're looking at your stockers going, man, that looks weak. Mm-hmm. Unless it's some rad truck, and even then it's still not as cool as an aftermarket set of wheels and tires. And 
Frankly, it's hard to find somebody that has all the bitch and sizes no, and wheels not. and tires. No, and it's not. Well, not if you know about SDWheel.com. So exactly. SDWheel.com has the largest selection of in-stock wheels and tires, no matter what your build style is, lifted, lowered, Carolina squat, Florida hot, <laughs> or California desert. Uh, that works. That works. All that right. Works. That works. Yeah. Uh, so no matter what you got, they got you covered. Uh, they'll mount, they'll balance, they'll even ship to you for free. Don't gloss over that. They Dude. mount. Guys, listen to me. You order the wheels and tires. They mount and balance them, and they they set up your TPMS sensors. And then you just literally take them out of the shrink wrap, off the pallet, you bolt them under the truck, and you burn the pallet in the desert, right? And, and you sell your old stock wheel and tire set to cover the costs of your uh, beautiful new set. So anyway, yes. skip the tire shop. Save yourself hundreds of bucks. Save yourself the hassle. Your time is worth money. SDWheel.com. All the brands, everything you need. Check them out, and uh, we want to hear from you. If you end up using them, and uh, getting a set of wheels and tires, hit us up, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, guys. I think this episode was better than last week's. You actually recorded all of the interviews. <laughs> well, well, that's that wasn't our fault. That was, uh, yeah. was mm-hmm. a technical difficulty. T- t- right, exactly. It's back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast.